everybody. Welcome to Street Fight Radio. Hope you're doing well. It's Sunday night. It's time for a street fight. Uh, we're getting the call-in queue together, making sure that you can get in. We want to hear what's going on in your world. Uh, what's the street fight Welcome, situation coach. like in you your You are now area. in the host room and can manage um, your callers from the call-in we studio web interface. We are the number one anarcho-comedy radio show on any station across the nation. We've been doing it for a long time now. And uh, we're getting ready for a vacay tomorrow. So there will not be an episode or live stream of Street Fight on Wednesday night of this week like we normally do. Uh, But tomorrow morning we're leaving for good old Tennessee uh, where we'll be locking ourselves away in quarantine basically uh, in just a different scenario. Um, If you want to get more Street Fight material while you're missing out on Wednesday, sign up at patreon.com slash streetfightradio for the bonus content. You get... Uh, wonderful premium episodes that are just should be winning all kinds of podcast awards uh, that Brian put together like Shocktober oh that was a burp sorry Shocktober (laughs) Uh, March Madness and Holy Boys all wonderful things to listen to uh, while we're away Um, you can also watch videos with us as we watch TV show and movies that's available and if you sign up you can sign up for absolutely free um, you don't get charged until the first of the month, so check it out, uh, see if you like it, and keep it rolling if you want to support the show and what we do. We're trying to spread this mess across the U.S. Uh, so that we can all be so blessed and uh, get rid of these borders and authoritarian figures. So, you ready to do that, Brian? Yeah, that's what I'm ready to do. That's that's what I was about. Actually, I'm ready to go on vacation. The Street Fight Boys get a vacation again this year. It's been seven days before we hunker down and work our asses off for four months yeah i don't know yeah a little less than seven for me more like four for me but i'm taking the whole seven uh you gotta are you taking calls next sunday yeah okay seven days it's today to next sunday i ain't doing shit okay i count that as six to me six days then okay that's fine but you get all day Sunday, too, which is not actually good. You know, people, I used to have this conversation. This is such a good street fight conversation to have, too, because it's something I don't think we've done very much on here. But it's such, like, part of our universe, but work schedule talk, right? Uh-huh. Where it's like, back when I was younger, uh, I thought that my dream job was 12 to 8, Monday through Friday. Uh-huh. Okay? And then... I somehow, because I wanted to go to concerts, I made the decision to be a, a morning worker. Okay. Shift. Okay. I was a first shift guy. You wanted to have evenings open so that any band that came through town, if it was Wednesday night, mm-hmm. you would be able to go. You yeah. wouldn't be stuck like cleaning dishes or something. Yeah. And that was like always my thing. It was like, oh, you know, I would be a night worker if I could, but. The music, I love going to concerts so much that, like, I would miss concerts if I had to work during the concert. So I will just, I will suck it up and learn to wake up in the morning and go to my first shift job working at eight to five or whatever that was. Right. Right. So uh, I got this job at this call center where they offered four tens. And I had never been offered that before in my life. The catch with this call center was you could not do four tens and take, Thursday, Friday, Saturday off, or Friday, Saturday, Sunday off, or Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday off. You weren't allowed to do an extra weekend day. You had to work Fridays and Mondays. You did. Or 
Saturday or Sunday. They were 24-7, 365. Uh, okay. So, like, the schedules were never set. Like, so... Basically, what happened was I got the job there. I worked Sundays because I thought Sundays, working Sunday was better than working Saturday. Yeah. Because as a... <laughs> We're very burpy sorry. on this episode. And I, I know. And I'm drinking fucking Gatorade this time. Like, I'm not even drinking the stuff. But That shit uh, looks tasty. It's good. I love the lemon lime. I'm just really bright, into the lemon lime zero. Bright yellow liquids. Yeah. G-Zero, baby. That's what I'm into. But... Uh, uh, <laughs> that sounds like your is. new nickname. Zero sugar, zero... Sugar. It's G zero. zero sugar twice on it. I thought it said two zero things. So anyway, I was like, okay, four tens. I can do four tens. Okay, that sounds nice. So I set it up. I think it was eight a.m. to six thirty. I believe is that ten hours. I don't know if it's ten hours. But whatever. It was something like that. Okay. Okay. Uh, and I had switched to a department that was only open Monday through Friday. So I already had Saturday and Sunday off. So I had to figure out what day I wanted. And I knew I couldn't have Friday or Monday, right? right? So I picked Wednesday. And I gotta fucking tell you, dude, my favorite schedule I ever worked was Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. Because it never felt like I got in the groove of a work week, ever. I just never felt like I was even... I, yeah. you work two days off, two days off, two days. You know what I mean? By the time you get started too, you're like, well, I just got to make it through today and tomorrow. Yes. There's no yeah. like hump day. Yeah. And then I've like been like the, I've been beating that drum since that happened to be like, if you ever get a chance to do four tens, take fucking Wednesday off, dude. Okay. And two, then two, then two days off is like, it was wonderful, man. It didn't feel like I had a job at that time, but I was working 40 hours a week. That's great. That sounds uh, sounds like the way to do it. Uh, I don't remember my... I don't think I've ever had any situation like that. I've always worked five days a week. I never had a four-day-a-week schedule. Do you shot for five days, or did you ever have the shot at 10s? They like never... 10s always put you on a weird... They <sighs> always like put you in... It was back you against the wall with four tens where they're like, well, you only got to come in four days a week. So we're going to make the schedule as fucking painful as possible. You know? Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, all my jobs, it was just five days a week, Monday through Friday. I can, I mean, restaurants, uh, was just work all the time. Yeah, yeah, there I, was I, no, that's seven days a week. Most of I time. never got that. I never got the opportunity to do four tens. Yeah. Yeah. I only got it the one time and I only got it for probably six months before they were like, Hey, we're going back to five day a week schedules. It didn't work. And it fucking 100% ruined my life at that point. I was just like, I think that's when I started looking for another job. Cause that was also what happened at the cable company was like when I started there, there was a, a swing, they called it a swing shift. It was 11 a.m. to 8 p.m., but it was Monday through Friday. If you worked eight to five, you worked Tuesday through Saturday. So if you wanted that first shift schedule, this you had all, to work Saturday. We need to put content warnings before this because I cannot listen to these awful schedules. I know. I've been so far away from like showing up to work that that sounds just like prison to me. I did 11 to but 8, Monday through Friday. I didn't. Well, I, everybody was like, it, it's that bad, man. You know what they would say to me? All the morning people that work Tuesday through Saturday, they would always say to me, Oh, no, it's great. You get to do all your business on Mondays. I mean, everything's open. It's just wonderful. And it's like, I, I don't care about my business, to tell you the truth. 
I did the, uh, <clears throat> I think we did two to ten, I think was the, the shift that I did. I like that one. I like that one. Uh, that was just all for late night party animal maniacs. It's the loser shift. That's the one you go to if you're like, I'm just, I'm planning to be a loser all my life and I love it. (laughs) They'll also give you like an extra 50 cents or 75 cents or dollar an hour. We got extra money for some reason. Yeah. And you stay up until fucking five in the morning every night or eight in the morning. You watch the sun come up. I always found that in my young years, any job that started after two led to maybe my worst lifestyle. Yeah. The whole time. Yeah. It's hard to maintain a normal life when you're hanging out with the vampires and werewolves all night. Yeah. Yeah. This Uh, job has been better for my lifestyle style than any of my night my jobs where i work nights restaurant jobs like my lifestyle was hideous when i worked at restaurants the thing i think about this though is uh being on this side of it is that you know actually thinking about those jobs uh thinking about those jobs and those schedules at the same time like i left it all there when i was done um where now i don't truly feel like i have free time um, I spend actually probably a, an outrageous amount of time trying to get myself to enjoy free time. Yeah, you know, it's hard. like I spent like I spend same a, way. I spend an hour <clears throat> planning to get five hours of free time throughout the week. You know, yeah. like what I really have dedicated, what I can stop thinking about work for, or thinking about content, or making sure the zine gets made, or making sure that something gets recorded. It's it's like that's the challenge. Yeah, I'm the same way. I mean, like, because of the way that I I do bonus content and just my other projects and shit, like, I spend so much time trying to stack everything between Sunday and Thursday so that Friday and Saturday I never feel bad for not doing anything, you know? Sure. So you're just, like, always, like, well, yeah, I'll do... So- I, like, there's been, I, I think, Friday, last Thursday, I did three podcasts in the same day because it was just like, well, I don't want to do it Friday. So (laughs) I guess I'll just do them all today Yeah, and then have all Friday off, all Saturday off, you know? Yeah. You know what? This this is the other thing. Um, I wanted to say that I thought about your question last week about what I would have been doing during during Corona. And I think I misrepresented myself uh, because I don't think I would be out there. Uh, I never had money to go out. That's true. Yeah. Like I was always a homebody and I always have been. I hang out with people that I know. I mean, that's what it, that's what it, I would have done probably the same exact thing that I did now, which is be like, all right, we are all like Corona buddies and we're just going to drink at each other's house <laughs> every day. And there's only going to be us involved. Um, but like when you're smoking weed and you're spending $50 a, a week on an eighth, and and that's a, that's like six or seven hours of work. You know, that's almost yeah. like that's close to a quarter of your paycheck. Well, yeah, I, I think I'm the same kind of person where like this doesn't hit me as hard. It really means I don't have to go to bars, which is the thing I hate. I hate going to bars. I hate them all. I yeah. never have fun at a bar ever. Yeah. But a, as a kid, even like I don't think that. I think that I, I would have rather just probably do what I did right now, what I'm doing right now, which is just doing a bunch of acid in the house and doing weird shit. Yeah. 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 Hanging Howling around. at the moon. Yeah. That's how I feel too. We was lighting fireworks last night. It was fun. I think I liked it more than a regular 4th of July. That's what everybody said. Yeah. And when I grew up, my dad always said, I don't want to go downtown to goddamn red, white, and boom with all the parking and the fucking idiots, which was a very ugly opinion to have because I love the boom, but he always lit fireworks off in the, in the street instead. 
And last night we did the same and it was fucking awesome. It was so fun. Yeah. And way better. And Erica said the same. She was like, when I was a kid, my parents always just lit off fireworks in the backyard and it was way more memorable than any fireworks display I ever been to. Yeah. I mean, watching fireworks that are put on for the city or whatever is like sort of a soulless kind of thing. It's like being, you're very far away from what I perceive to be the stage at that point you know yeah and it's like getting close sucks because you know it's hard to get up close to where the fireworks start you never know where they're light they don't like to tell you where they're lighting them off i don't think yeah <laughs> then they know people start sneaking around <laughs> but um i mean i'm sure i'll go to fireworks next year i did i i'm sure i will but i mean i just think i burned the piss out of my finger last night with a sparkler oh fun you know, like an open wound and i was like i like this better yeah i haven't gotten an open wound on the fourth of july in many years yeah man, if you feel you can finally feel again yeah yeah i um i had a little bit of an issue uh, and i knew this was i didn't think about it but i wasn't surprised uh i mean a lot of our people like a lot of the liberals they're all black lives matter right they're abolished the police um, but when you start talking about getting rid of american traditions they're still very squeamish about it like yeah. I like I'm I wore a shirt yesterday yesterday that said stop the US war machine. I'm not going to play Lee Greenwood at my house. Like I'm in no. charge of the stereo and maybe I should have been more forthright in that like there's going to be no celebration of America at this thing. Uh but there were some people that are just really those symbols and those like the flag and all that stuff just makes them feel so safe and comfortable. It's their little comfy safety blanket, right? Like they wrap themselves in that thing like, oh, everything's fine. You know, America's still standing. And it's like, it's not. America's standing is the problem. Yeah, I had to get my hands on. I, I played Orion while we were out, out there just that shooting fireworks the off. And I was just like, I mean, we don't have to listen to the normal fireworks party in the USA shit. This is a new year. This is fucking Metallica Orion. You see? Yeah. Yeah. We listen to fucking Metallica when we're lighting them off. And we're not doing it in honor of America. We're just doing it because we're buddies and we yes. want to light off some fireworks. It's summertime celebration. That, and, I like that. And here's the thing, the more the more that we stop hemming and hawing about, oh, but I really like the 4th of July, once we do a revolution, we will get a new patriotic holiday, but for like Black Lives Matter stuff, yeah. right? 4th of July. Like, right. Uh, we just put it on the 4th of July. Yeah, we'll just redo 4th of July, but without America. Once we get rid of America, we can still like listen to Orion and light off fireworks. Gwen made me so happy because she did a gathering, a social distance gathering with four other people, her okay. friends. They went in a backyard and they sat and I don't know what the fuck they did. They probably giggled and talked about boys and listened to rap music. That's my guess. Yep. That would be. Let's say someone did something embarrassing. That's teens, right? Yeah. And she's the night before she was like, my friends are just getting a hold of me trying to figure out what they're wearing. It's like, oh, I thought I would wear white shoes and a blue pair of shorts and a red tank top. And Gwen was like, I'm wearing all black because I don't like America. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're in mourning. <laughs> well, she wears all black all the time anyway. <laughs> she's like the weirdest, like, you know. I tell people my daughter only wears black and they probably think, oh, she's a goth kid, but she's also like way too square to be goth too. You know, she's not goth. It's all athletic apparel. 
You know, yeah, she just dresses like health, me. It's called health goth. Yeah, she just dresses like me. She it's wears a little like, outdated. Health goth's a little out, outdated, if you ask me. Yeah, probably. I mean, but she just wears the same shit I do at this point. She wears I black think, leggings and a black t-shirt, and I wear black t-shirts and black shorts. You did it. Yeah, you did do it first. <laughs> All men in America wear like three kinds of t-shirts. Black, gray, blue. I hate it. I Hey, I, I fucking know you hate it, but I can't do anything about it. That's just who I am. So we're a few months into my uh, my racing and heavy metal uh, phase of my life. And I've bought some shirts because that's like how I've always expressed myself. Like <laughs> I got to buy a badass shirt that I like that says this is the thing I like. Yeah. Uh, so I bought like a Ayrton Senna shirt and I bought a Megadeth shirt. And today, today was a really good day. The Formula One race was the shit. Erica woke me up at eight in the morning. It's so fast. It's like 90 minutes. I watched it and went right back to bed until <laughs> two in the afternoon. I fucking loved it. But I also, I won a girl school shirt from the eighties, a vintage one. Nice. But it's fucking black and red. Yeah. And I have only black shirts now. And I my favorite color is like purple. I don't like black at all. I hate black shirts. And every time I look in the mirror, I just feel like uh, I don't know. It just makes me feel uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, I mean, if you want metal shirts, though, that's all there it's is. Be black. You know, they don't make them. Metallica has some tie dye ones from the early nineties that were pretty sick, but they're really expensive. Yeah, I got. I finally got my uh, uh, Rasputin typo negative T-shirt today. I got a really good deal on it, so it's a hard one to find. I went for it and I got it. Hopefully, it's the real thing. I got it off Grailed, so you yeah. never know if it's just a reprint that somebody was charging a hundred bucks for. You know? Yeah. But uh, uh, hey, if I get it, I get it. If I don't, I just wasted money, and I'll figure out how to get a return on my money. You know? There you go. Maybe talk to customer service. Know. Yeah, I'll, I'll fucking call the manager like a big fat Karen that listens to typo negative. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, I I looked at a yellow shirt. Don't <laughs> yesterday, but then I was like, nah, man. If I get that, it'll freak me out. Like I won't ever want to wear it. Yeah, I uh I wore my pink shirt and ate spaghetti and didn't get anything on it fucking like absolute next level eater clean eater shit that's also why i think people wear black shirts so much is if you get something on a black shirt it's not as bad yeah like i'm kind of afraid to wear white now or like light colors but you know what but like the designer brands will sell you a t-shirt for 875 dollars that has uh coffee stains all over it and holes in the armpits yeah and like i just started leaning into it where i was like no this is like this has patina yeah, on it. Okay. this is like this is my shirt i've lived in this thing you know <laughs> that's true that's true but just, some of it when the armpits get too yellow i'm always like damn it yeah yellow i've never had so i was i actually got deodorant that said it'll make sure your t-shirts don't turn yellow and i was like i've never had my t-shirt turn yellow but then i was like i never wear it white <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, i get like a, a white sweat stain all over my t-shirt when i'm out you know also man i wear those goofy deodorants and they'll just fuck your shit up Imagine throwing a tablespoon of uh, coconut oil on your armpits and then throw it in the dryer. <laughs> it's not good. Like, that's never the same afterwards. <laughs> Trying to buy that primal paste and shit is just like, fuck, you, Man. Ruined, you ruined my fucking shirt, dog. Yeah, I no know. No one's supposed to be putting banana gum on the, the inside of a shirt. You know? I just get the, I get the stuff, man. I get the regular ass stuff. I'm a, I actually 
have gone this year into aerosol stuff like heavy, oh you getting real old heavy into like all the aer- aerosol yeah, spray, uh, suntan uh, aerosol sunscreen aerosol deodorant I'm what about like, like the a shirt what about like the undershirt nah i don't do that that's that goes together though like you got to have the undershirt with a gold chain and then you're spraying your armpits <laughs> Well, I don't do it in public. I just do it before I leave. I just, there's something, and I know they're probably bad or whatever, the aerosol stuff. And I also feel like they get in my lungs, which bothers me. You know, I think one of the irritations that I have is that I'm standing in a room with the door shut, spraying sunscreen on me Uh and likely breathing it in. And Uh then my lungs get irritated from breathing in sunscreen and deodorant. Strengthened also. Yeah. So I'm going to start doing that outside from now on. You're just going to be outside saying good morning to people and spraying away? Yeah. Yeah. Well, just the sunscreen. Because I've been just spraying sunscreen sunscreen like crazy. Oh, spray on sunscreen. I'm with you, dog. Like, fuck the earth. Fuck everybody that has a problem with it. I hate putting on the, the... the uh, white, the whatever it is, the, I won't it feels use like it. paste. Sometimes, I won't sometimes use it. it smells like glue. I rather the, die. The lotion is the worst. Yeah, and it stays on you all day, and you feel slick all day. You feel like a sign. People are like, the spray stuff doesn't work, and I'm like, well, it works to make me feel like I'm not contributing to getting skin cancer. I, so I'll, I'll just stick with it. Got to get that 10.99 bottle of no ad. <laughs> the huge bottle of no ad is uh, the grossest fucking slimiest shit that there is. I do Nutri well now I'm doing a commercial Neutrogena spray on no slip. Oh, Lottie da. It's like 12 bucks. Easy breezy beautiful. Dude, it it smells good. Like I can still smell it on my skin and my skin smells so good right now. And also it I'm not greasy. I hate being greasy, dude. Here's what I would suggest. Daily moisturizer with SPF. I also don't like... That keeps your shit together. Lotion at all. Right, but mo- those moisturizers are not the same. They they make your... It makes it feels good. Mm. Like, those ones make your shit feel, like, baby soft and moist and good. It doesn't feel greasy. During the summer, or during the winter, I get so dry... Because I refuse, just absolutely refuse to lotion up. Okay. I, I I probably lose more skin than the average person during the winter. I can like pick wounds on my hands. Stop. Because I just, I can't be greasy for two minutes. I just hate the feeling of being greasy. You know, the only feeling I like wet hair. I love wet hair. Really? When it's like just wet, like around the outside, when it's mostly dry, but like on the outside, you got a little wetness. And lately I've been finding this is a weird one. This is one that I don't think people are going to be with. Lately, I've been finding that if I don't dry my back with a towel and put a t shirt on, I really like that feeling. Oh, God, no. <laughs> like, nope. <laughs> really like it. I just, it feels so good. <laughs> to me i don't even know why i just did it the other day and i was like i'm gonna start doing this all the time now i love this and when it sticks on your back you just like yank it down <laughs> yeah. just let it slide stick down your back and you yeah yeah you sit down and it's like kind of wet in uh, the back and it's just like <laughs> yeah I, have to I don't know why i just it's a new thing with me wet back like not the racist version of that. I mean, I like to have my back wet with a t-shirt on. Okay. You know, jeez. I don't want somebody to cut that out. Yeah, I, know, I feel yeah. bad. I said that like in such a bad way. <laughs> yeah. You know, could be deep faked to take down the uh, dirt bag left. 
that's true. That's true. Good. Yeah, long hair. I'm. I my hair is growing out right now. Uh, long hair fucking sucks so bad. It makes. It feels like worms stuck to my head. It gives me the willies. I want it dry. Uh, I hate wet hair. Nah, you and also get my beard hair, looks dude. all like like uh like a homeless dog like just yeah. real ratty i have to like blow dry it and get it real big. i don't have all that though i don't have that much hair yeah i, yeah, I, I like anything to. i like anything that has to do with hair because i just like hair i'm gonna you know do this i want to do like the 70s album cover guy i'm gonna have like a big long flowing hair with a bushy beard it'll be like yeah all those old good bands like Doobie Brothers shit. I fucking love hair, dude. I wish I had more. I wish I did. I wish I could grow my hair. If I could grow my hair out, I'd be in the same boat with all of y'all like that are growing your hair, you know, for a quarter team, uh, how everybody's growing their hair. I can't do that. Okay. Or I would just look like Hulk Hogan with the like, with like the bald top and the long it hair. Would, it would become a goddamn sensation. You'd be, you'd get on the Today Show. No, I, I wouldn't. <laughs> he would be like, Instagram sensation Hawk Dad showed up. The regular <laughs> radio host and father, Brian Quinby, grew his hair out like Hulk Hogan, and all of a sudden, the world acted a little differently towards him. So, I mean, <laughs> like, the thing I think about is, like, with the lift picture, I know I look crazy and I look like a psycho in it, but sometimes I'm like, I think people just think it's funny because I'm bald, because I'm so sensitive about my baldness. No. You know? Nope. But no, I no think one cares it's a wild looking face. Yeah. <laughs> it, it looks like it looks like a mugshot or picture of somebody from like a law and order suspect. You look like a law and order suspect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or a criminal minds type killer. Yeah, I just like I it's said, just I, for somebody like this guy's can come pick you up. It's like, okay, can yeah. I choose somebody else? Well, that believe me, a lot of people <laughs> did choose somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know why he didn't change. I like that people just were like, okay. They wouldn't let me change seems it. Seems like you a can't. nice. <laughs> oh, it was the first one you took? You had. No, they picked that one. You look like Vincent D'Onofrio in like Full Metal Jacket, like right before he snapped. So I, you <laughs> send them like, I think, three or four pictures, and that's the one they picked. Oh, and they liked it. That you was... have to ask them. It's like a whole fucking thing where you have to ask them to to do it take uh, change it and shit you know how i am yeah. like not yeah. emailing anybody red tape and i just was like fuck it because i tried to change it immediately to something like more normal because i thought a you face know face app smile no it's like a normal picture of me they said you couldn't wear a hat and i always feel uncomfortable when i can't wear a hat because i'm like a hat guy <laughs> you know yeah yeah we know it's your hair i only look normal in a hat yeah that's your hair i don't look normal without a hat on and so i also want to be like i want to diffuse any tension so like i i i cock my neck to the side and smile <laughs> so people see that i'm a happy person yeah. no tension here you, you look like you you nailed the part for the next joker in the batman movie i could i could <laughs> i could do that that is for sure i did i did i know now that i looked crazy but at the time i was just like i don't even know what to do yeah yeah you know? yeah all right you let's hit to the practice you weren't as as uh not fair. camera ready at, i wasn't at the time no thank you You were still just a, you were a guy that was <laughs> you were driving you were willing to drive to somebody's house to make six dollars <laughs> so yeah. you're not really like going to put your best headshot out there it was just like fine take a picture of my fucking head yeah. <laughs> just document my head and let me get in that car so i can make seven dollars yeah i really wish i would have been doing it when uh when uh get the food apps yeah wow. like that Stay was away. the thing like i hated 
having people in the car. Yeah. If I could have yeah. got away with just delivering food, I probably would have done that. But the groceries, I want to hear from an Instacart delivery person. I want to know what's up with them. I, I really, I would love to get an inside report on that because I have not seen or talked to anybody that does it or had anyone said anything in, and it seems prevalent. Uh, I mean, yeah, people use it. I haven't used it really. I've never used any of the grocery delivering because I I feel like I would probably spend too much money if I did that. Actually, I honestly spend less money because when I order groceries, I have recipes planned out and things that I want, snacks and everything planned out, and I get that. But when I go to the grocery store, like if I see new cinnamon bun Cheerios, I'm getting them. Yeah. Right. If I yeah. go to Aldi and they've got, um, they've got like, uh, uh, some, they've got weighted blankets for twenty four ninety nine. I'm getting three of them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I need one like, of those for the kid. Aldi will have like running gloves for twelve ninety nine. It's like I did was running fine without gloves, but these <laughs> ones seem like to make a lot of sense now that they're right in my hand. I want to buy a mask every time I go to the store now. Like, if I'm in a store, I'll be wearing my corn mask and then also just be like, that mask looks nice, too, though. Yeah. You know? well, I want to the like underwear mask now. Point. The mask now I want, the motherfucker with the fold in the middle. I like those. Those are slick as hell. I don't know if I've seen that. They're just like, they cover up more of your face and they have like a fold and you can put it around the ears. It's a slicker looking mask. I think it feels more sleek. Okay. And uh, I'm like, oh, I'll get a black one of those, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, they're honestly like underwear. I mean, I have a stack of them. Uh, I wear them once and then wash them. So I have two. They're kind of, yeah, I, I mean, I have, I'm up to five now, I think. I have corn and camouflage. Those are the two I have. And then I have a few assorted like disposables I keep in my backpack in case I forget one. Yeah. And fucking one of those damn disposables I I fucking had one the other day because I, I, I carry it in my pocket in case I got to go in somewhere or something like that. And I had this fucking disposable one and it has the white on the inside and there was fucking chocolate all over that white. And I was just like, so I'm like, I'm just like, you're just a slob, dude. Like just thinking about you my candy on the inside <laughs> of your I did, emergency I got chocolate. Don't you carry a purse, dude? Uh, I carry a fucking backpack. I have a camel bag. You can't keep the masks and the chocolate separate? I did, but I must have fucking been eating chocolate <laughs> and put the mask on. Uh, I'm like so in this hole. You're going to fucking freak when you see it, when we get to, when we get to Tennessee, basically. I think you're going to, when you see the stack of Caramello bars that I have now, I got to stack this big. Really? Do you of get the flat the, ones? The big, the jumbo size candy bars that they sell, like Kroger's. The, yeah, the I, dollar. They were used to be a, like symph with. They sell with Symphony and all of that. Yeah. Is it those ones? Yeah, I got like seven of those, but I I actually prefer the big, like the king the, size size, yes. because there's more caramel. That's true. In the caramel, but they're all good. I can't stop eating them, dude. I I I, I had to go get a few things for the trip today, and. Katie was with me and I said, I'm going to grab, I'm going to go check on the mellows is what I said to her, which is yes. <laughs> like slang for checking on caramello candy bars. <laughs> everybody in the house knows what the mellows are. And I went and bought four of them. And then, uh, uh, after I paid, 
I slipped one in my pocket and I got in the car and I, I did my hand sanitizer and took my mask off and just ate a caramello while I was driving home. She's like, you can't even get home with them. And I'm like, I know. I love them. How many are you eating? I don't want to talk. I mean, if okay. I told you how many I was eating, you would be ashamed of me. Okay. Four, so you, sometimes. A ball, uh, four bars a night? Like four in a day. Whoa. If I get fucking really high, I will eat four of those motherfuckers in like two hours. Okay. But if I don't, I if I try not to get, if I try not to get super stoned, then I can usually keep it down to one or two. Yeah. I always try to, I try to do the one a day thing. That's, That's why I don't like fig Newtons are one that we don't buy because they sell them in a pack for 88 cents. But as soon as you open them, the whole thing's gone in four minutes. I mean, it's fast. I wish they had one and a half caramellos because I think I could handle one and a half of them. The bar? The candy bar? Yeah. The it's big like one the, and a half. This one? Yeah. Yeah. Like one and a half of those. I'd probably be like, okay, I'm tired of these now. That's like a Wonka type size candy the bar. Other, you want like a comically large candy <clears throat> bar. Saturday night. Like a piece of notebook paper? Is that how big you think? Yeah. Okay. Saturday night, I made myself sick. So, Wait, Friday night. It was Friday night. I made myself sick. So I got home from my walk. Uh-huh. And I was like, I ain't fucking going anywhere. I think I had just seen like coronavirus numbers that I was just like, we're not going anywhere. We're fucking in. Okay. Uh-huh. So I'm like, what do we want for dinner? So we got a pizza. And then I'm like, I, I need some treats. But I didn't tell my family that I had also stopped and got two caramellos on the way home and just threw them in the, uh, threw them in the, snack bowl so i had two caramellos but i was like mm, probably gonna need more than that and so i ordered six donuts and i only ordered two for gwen and i ordered four for me and i ate four donuts and two king-size caramellos and then the whole next day i was like well this is why i don't do this anymore because i haven't been binge eating a lot lately yeah. i've been going crazy you and then that was when i was like here's what i'm gonna oh, say here's what this is why i don't do it because i felt like i was dying Here, the next day here's what i'm gonna say this is a symptom of the scale when you pick a number that you need to be at it fucks you up I know. because the number doesn't matter your health matters if you it matters what you eat it doesn't matter what you weigh and when you start like restricting what you eat and messing around and trying to eat healthy, you're just in the middle of the night going to want to eat 600 calories of chocolate. I do the same shit. Yeah, it, it isn't about... I mean, I think, I think I go through phases where, like, I am more of a binge eater at times. And then there's other times where I can just, like, lay off of it, you know? Sure. And I think I just went through a period where I was like, oh, I can, like control this yeah and then, and then i popped out on the other side and just in the past like control. two three weeks i'm like i can't it's, i can't control it's like when i was like really bad on opiates yeah it's just like there were times where it was like oh i can just do these a couple days a week and then there were times where like i need to do a lot of these every day yeah it's a boom and bust cycle and that's what i'm saying you have to like you have to eat your healthy food and and give yourself one caramello a day instead of saying i can't have caramellos yeah. But you you need to find a happy medium between like not eating caramellos for three months and then eating three months worth of caramellos <laughs> in three weeks. 
<laughs> I I know. I'm, I keep checking my weight to see if I'm really fucking it up. You know? Yeah. Because again, you are. I mean, you're eating too much candy. It doesn't matter what the, the other, scale is. The other calorie stuff though you. with me is that like I probably don't get enough during the day. Yeah. When I'm doing this. Yeah. You know, when I'm binge eating like this, I like was doing really good about taking like a protein bar with me. Yeah. When I was going out to walk. So when I was walking, I could pull a protein bar out and eat that and it would fuel me for the rest of the walk. I'd get home and eat dinner. You know, like I had it. I was doing very good at that. And then all of a sudden I was just like, yeah, I'm not doing that anymore. I do the same. I mean, whenever I, it's like, whenever I'm like, yeah, I'm good. I'm perfect. I know how to, I know exactly how to do this. And then it's like. I'm going to show you I'm so good at it. I can even mess around a little bit. I can even not do it. I can even not do it if I want. It's like, no. Nope. You got to still keep doing it. You got to find something that works. All right. We've been talking too much. Let's get on the line. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? I think I'm on. Hey, what's up? I don't know, man. Hello, it's Mikey P. Hold on a second. Either your phone's screwed up or ours is screwed Uh, up. uh, Stay on the line. I had a beep, though. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Callers, can I you I think hear? we can hear you. Am I plugged into the wrong Huh? Am I on? Uh, you're on. Line. I just can barely hear. Can you turn it up, Jason? Check. Oh, uh, let's see. How's this? Hey, what's up? How are you today? Yeah, this is uh, Mikey P in Olympia. I'm uh, making some pork chops. I'm watching uh, Nate Webb's big old fuck-off dirtbag kitchen on internet wrestling TV. <laughs> Learn to make pork chops right now. Um, okay. Sounds like a good Sunday night. Oh, wait, that's <laughs> okay. Better. No, I'm sorry. I, I couldn't make any sense of what you were saying. Brian just fixed the line. We were having, oh. we had a tech issue. Oh, yeah. I thought, I thought you were like making fun of me for watching uh, Nate Webb's cooking show. But I'm here to talk to you guys today about, uh, I live in I'm here in Olympia, and uh, Borat was in Olympia like like last Saturday. Yeah, I heard about that. Um, he went out there and got like a bunch of conservatives to like say racist shit, and then when they kicked him out, he came back in disguise and interviewed them. Yeah, yeah, he he was saying like Obama, what we gonna do? Inject him with the Wuhan flu, and everyone was singing along. What is Borat? Is Borat bad? No, it was Sasha Baron. Say hi, say hi to Street Fight. Say hi to my roommate, Street Fight. Say hi, Noah. Hi, I'm a fucking wobbly. Um, ACAP 420, blaze it. Shout out to Twin Chicken and that trendy ass city, Portland. They got some wild shit going on there every night in that fucking city. But yeah, solidarity forever. Fuck twelve. All right, oh, yeah, very hey, lazy. Get that. We got that. We got that. Loud and clear. Okay. So it was the real Borat, huh? uh, Yeah, dude. I've seen Borat 300 times in like... It's the best movie. I I actually... I love Borat. I know. I got Gwen to watch it, and she was like, could not figure out what it was for the first 10 minutes. (laughs) And the second she figured out what it was, she was like, this is the funniest movie I've ever seen. And then she had my niece come over the next day and watch it because she was just like, I've never seen anything like this before. This is crazy. Yeah. And, uh, uh, I'm, I'm so happy to hear that the next generation loves Borat. Yeah. Cause some stuff doesn't, uh, uh, some stuff doesn't translate to those, to those kids for, for sure. Like, 
uh, I'm trying to think of movies that, well, the ones I've tried to watch with her that she didn't like, I actually didn't like either. But, like, she didn't like Austin Powers, which I found to be <laughs> an extremely strange thing because I thought... You know, I was like roughly her age when that came out. I thought it was the funniest movie in the fucking world. You know? But, uh. Uh, Yeah, dude, I loved Austin Powers. In fact, uh, this is embarrassing, but when I was like eight or ten, I imitated that scene from the second movie where he like ran around naked or something. uh, That sounds like a. I shouldn't have shared that. No, that sounds like a fun kid. Uh, Parents love that kind of stuff. Yeah, well. No, yeah, <laughs> but uh, I, <laughs> I'm super sad because Bora was like two two miles from my house, and I, I could have been there, but I, I probably would have gotten Corona. Cases are spiking in Olympia, dude. Really? Because of all these mass unmasked protests. Yeah, it's capital of a big state, so big dipshits come to hoot and holler without masks and spread disease so cases are going up so are uh, that's wild i for some reason i first of all thought seattle was the capital of uh washington so <laughs> but uh uh yeah but uh i don't know what the fuck the capital of ohio is is it columbus yeah. well thank you yeah, yeah you got yeah, it right a lot of you people know the capital would, of pennsylvania do you think it's philly harrisburg Harrisburg, because we've been yeah, there. I did yeah. think I did think it was either <laughs> Philly or Pittsburgh until we went to Harrisburg, and we're like, oh, it's a capital city, so <laughs> you know. <laughs> but uh, uh, it's wild. Like the Pacific Northwest is such a weird place to me because, like, when you, well, I fucking hate it. Yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, there's there no, are I'm so passive aggressive. <laughs> I want to move back to Pennsylvania and watch pro wrestling shows all day. Yeah. Drunk. Yeah. Like two dollar beers. That's true. That's true. But out there, you have like the radical anarchists and the radical left, though, that we don't have. But you also have the radical right wing people that we do have. You know what I mean? Like they have a lot of the proud boys oh, ours is and serious. Teca- they, you Pakistanis ha- and shit. They've got the most. They've got the 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 most dangerous people up there. I feel Calif- and- California and that whole West Coast um, has a, a very more a very big organized. Racist fucking militia ready to go. That's true. Yeah, probably. I don't know. <laughs> probably. That's in my opinion. I'm watching fucking wrestling cooking shows, my man. <laughs> but yeah, I feel the same yeah, way. Yeah, dude. I was I watched Orange Cassidy does something last night, and it was the funniest shit ever. I'd pay five thousand dollars to get drunk at a PA indie show right now with like ten people. I would do anything to go to an indie show right now. So I know the feeling. If they do, I would travel maybe to go to one of these drive shows. They're doing shows where you can sit in your car and watch wrestling. And like, I have considered it, you know, where it's like, but I don't want to drive to Jersey and shit, you know, for <sighs> big shit. But it would be fun, right? Yeah, it sounds neat. Did you watch it? But before I'm going to get to, I'm going to die put this all the way in indie wrestling did you watch the backyard show yesterday no i didn't watch that i was watching uh, orange cassidy does something ah. uh it was pretty pimp they like had like d- the best friends from AEW had a match an iron man match with a one minute time limit and then they won the five second overtime and trent won which made me mad because i'm a pennsylvania guy so i'm dustin forever oh okay 
I, I got to look that up. I didn't even know. Well, thanks for calling, Mike. Do you have IWTV, either of you? Uh, I have had it. I might even still have it. I don't know. I'd have to look. But, I mean, I can I can got, get it. You got that $10. Though, you don't even know. You got $10 to throw around every month. <laughs> That's true. Patreon get real good. Well, no, I got rid <laughs> yeah. of... I, I got rid of uh, uh, WWE Network, and I got rid of New Japan World. Yeah, welcome. So I might still have IWTV though. I did have it for a period of time. I just don't know if I have it now. Yo, watch Nate Webb's cooking show. He's so funny. I will check He's it great. out. I will check it out for sure. Later. Thanks for calling, Mike. Peace. Peace out. That was a great call. Peace out. I also got a little wrestling. Got a little wrestling talking. There was some wrestling going on this weekend, and uh, they did a back. GCW did a backyard wrestling show. Yeah, I was um, trying not to uh, to yell at them for calling Sasha Baron Cohen Borat the whole time because it was not Borat that was there. He wasn't doing Borat. No, it was just Sasha Baron Cohen dressed up as like a guest America speaker. Young people. I know. I get it. That's why I said I was l- trying to leave it alone. Yeah. I just wanted to let you know I did Damn, leave it alone. I thought Borat was back. I was like getting excited. I to- don't know if can Borat be back. Don't people. Do- do people not know? I want Borat back. Want I want Borat. him to do Borat. I watched This Is America, and I didn't like it. And you know why? No Ali G, no Borat. No Bruno. Okay. Bruno probably I don't want to see anymore. But Borat I would see, you know? All right. He was funny. Borat was something else, that <laughs> character. Yes. I know he can't really do it anymore anyway. Yeah, I don't think it would go over well. Well, it's probably... Also, everybody knows Borat. If you don't know That's who what Borat is, very nice. Yeah. <laughs> and Every- I mean, we'll always be able to go back and watch the original Borat and always be able to go back and like quote it. Yeah, I think it got killed. I think too many Borat guys made it so that he could never do it again. I think that it's <laughs> spoiled. If I saw it again, I would just, I don't know. Well, that's what I say about uh, uh, Eric Andre has like a, a movie coming out where it's like ha- it's like Borat basically right like it's half scripted and half pranks uh-huh. and it's like him and Tiffany Haddish and a few other people and uh, uh, he's probably going to get to do it once you know right right because he fucking does some wild shit man I don't know if you've watched the Eric Andre show no but that fucking shit where he runs around and just says ranch it up and gets a camera in people's faces and drinks out of a bottle of ranch and tries to get them to drink it fucking kills me I don't even know why and the Hannibal Burris on his show one time dressed like a cop uh-huh. and stood out on the road he was dressed exactly like a cop and he was standing out on the road with a with a plate of food in his hand and a 40. And people were like flipping out as they went by. I'm like, are you really drinking? (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was so goddamn funny. The guy is so weird and funny that like, you know, it's weird because you like you do this gorilla stuff and it's really neat. And it's stuff that I do not have the guts to do myself, you know? Yeah. But it's like uh, uh, you only get to do it for a little bit because people get way too into it, you know, like. Yeah, yeah. Because you would love, I, I mean, Borat, five more Borats. If Borat was an underground thing, and like you only, like after the first Borat wasn't like the biggest movie in the world at the time. And I was thinking about this too, because they're relaunching Beavis and Butthead. And uh, um, they say it's a show that both Gen Z and 
their generation their gen x parents can enjoy together and it's like motherfucking beavis and butthead when i was a youngster everybody talked like beavis and butthead everybody yeah like every when i was in sixth and seventh and eighth grade every single person talked like butthead and even after i graduated and throughout my 20s everybody talked like butthead they would go oh uh, 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 oh <laughs> like, like that thing yeah and uh so you know yeah we'll see hopefully they have music videos in there too if not it's bullshit it's gonna be on comedy central so i don't know what they're gonna do with it really right. i think it's gonna suck shit yeah i'm not gonna watch it I, they might even like somebody make something like, new this is you shouldn't support these things some loser in the comments on because i read i always read the comments when i read something like this to see people saying you're destroying my childhood and uh uh this guy was like they should make beavis and butthead dads and i was like no they this is why you don't write a tv show sir (laughs) they should make beavis and butthead teens beavis and butthead shouldn't age they don't have to yeah I and i don't want to see, see them be dad i don't know what they grew up into i know I well care. i got a good idea i know a lot of guys <laughs> for a lot of beavis and butthead. all right probably grew up into me and you yeah basically doing an anarchist podcast see that's they should pay us to do a show because we're trying to do a show and we don't have a half million dollars but beefs and butthead's gonna get a half million fucking dollars to regurgitate the same old shit that we grew up on that's true young people you should demand new funny things they should be giving money to all the folks you like on tiktok they shouldn't be giving money to fucking mike judge again he has enough that's true sorry hey what's up Hey, it's Steve from Shanghai. Steve, how's it going in Shanghai where you're all back to normal and you can watch fucking concerts? It's been raining for a month and we can't go out. Oh, no. Well, I mean, you can. Yeah, there's nothing to do. It's all wet and shit. Yeah, we can go out. I mean, we went to a bar and stuff the other day, but it's the rainy season and it sucks. So that means like no more, there's no outdoor events happening? Yeah, you can't go outside because like it's it's not just drizzle or anything like it was in Portland. It is like it will just open up and pour on you. Damn, and what, like knock you down the street into like a river sky of blood. Opened up, and I had to change clothes when I got home. Yeah, like there's not good um, like drainage systems here, so there's just puddles everywhere on the sidewalks. Oh, I'm really into getting wet now. I don't know if you heard the beginning of the show, but also getting caught in a yeah, downpour no, I'm, has. I'm, really revolutionized my walks oh a i love getting ago. caught in a down, downpour yeah well even after the downpour was over and my shirt was all wet i was like this is still kind of tight i like this you know uh, uh it sucks <laughs> what <laughs> but you don't have to worry about getting coronavirus and dying yeah what's so what the, the, give us a coronavirus update what's the deal um there was a little outbreak in beijing a few weeks ago like 40 people in another wet market or something. So Beijing went on lockdown and they kind of ramped up measures here a little bit. They started taking temperatures again, but everybody is still mostly wearing masks anyway. So it doesn't matter that much. Uh-huh. Uh, it's not like America. Like it's not a political, you know, it's, people, it's not to, like something where you just yell no, at each other not. about matches. Masks. And so the people that got infected, they, no, they there's nobody yelling. They isolate them. Right. Do they yeah, I- they'll put you in quarantine in like a government hotel. Oh, what I wouldn't any, do. Any kind of health care again. It's all government 
Do you get to cover mandated all that shit? Can you watch TV? <laughs> of course, you they know, don't let I don't them cuss the here. Yeah, they don't. You can't cuss on the TV there. Shit. Well, so can't what do drugs you do on it? Just reading books, probably. Dude, what we, is? We've got Netflix and stuff. Oh, okay. You know? Do you that's have TV. a break that's the t- law so we can get American things? That's TV. Ah, okay. Okay. I mean, can you watch? Yeah. yeah, I mean, like if if they if the government threw me in a gray box without TV, I mean that's inhumane. Um, but if I have a TV to stare at or Netflix, like, I mean, I'll stand there all year. Yeah, I would too. I would too. You can quarantine yeah, no, me in that. All sorts of streaming shit. Okay, well, that's good to know. I just wanted, I just wanted, uh, I wanted to, to comparative, uh, compare uh, the two scenarios. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, it's everybody we talk to out here that's from America is kind of like it's really embarrassing to be American. Is it really? I mean, I you know, we're being, oh, we're yeah. here, and it's pretty embarrassing. I mean, but we, I think, like over here, at least, at least in my opinion, like this is who we are. You know, ain't that America? This is who we've been saying we, me and Brett have been saying we are for ten years almost, and this is just, this is who we are. We're something to be. We're fucking dark people, man. We're like, it's like a a, a goth country where it's just like, yeah, man, fuck it. You know, a couple hundred thousand people die, but you know, the pool halls get to stay open, so that's something. You know. People can go to the uh, like fu- all the locals here are just kind of amazed at how crazy and bad it is there. Well, and also here's the interesting thing is like it doesn't feel it, it's a very weird thing because like it doesn't feel ominous here, but we also keep watching the numbers go up, but like you don't see the results of the numbers going up. So it's very hard to tell, yeah, like what's going, what's really going on in in it's it's really weird. So it's like, I bet it looks pretty crazy from the outside. You know, I can understand where it would oh, look super crazy. Yeah, where it would look pretty crazy from the outside, but on the inside, it's kind of like there, like people like me. <laughs> it is weird. Okay, so there's this new thing that's going on since states started to open up and things are really opening up heavy that uh, there's a lot of pressure to go out. There is like a lot more yeah. pressure to go out. My sister works at a restaurant. And she's trying to get me to go eat at this restaurant. And I said no. And then she's telling me about all the other people that said they were going to go. And I'm like, well, they can fucking go. I don't give a shit. Like, everybody go have a good time, but I ain't eating at a fucking restaurant. I'm not going to one for a while. But they, but there's, like, hurt feelings and shit. I just talked to a guy today who's in one of my chats who had to go to a wedding, had to fly to it because there's pressure to go to a wedding, you know? And, like, yeah, you know, a lot of people's parents don't believe in the coronavirus. So, Father's Day, I've heard from people that had pressure to go out to lunch on father's day with their dads who don't believe in coronavirus. So like, that's the weird thing. It's really, I mean, it, the shit is scary. The, the health issues and the breakdown of our society, all that kind of stuff is very scary. But like the scariest, weirdest thing is like how the social pressure of people trying to will this thing back to normal when you can very clearly see that we shouldn't go back to normal now. 
Yeah, um, yeah. And, and, you know, and, and we're definitely guilty of this, too. It's easy to fall into the sensationalism of, like, all these people that refuse to wear masks. Um, but, you know, we didn't there. It was no guidance. There was no system in place. Uh, there was, you know, they were even the government was trying not to let us know it was happening because they were worried that people would hoard supplies. Well, there you was know? no. But you know what I was thinking yeah. about today? And this is not to say don't take this the wrong way which people will there really wasn't a george w bush standing on the rubble of 9 11 with a megaphone moment for coronavirus no you know what i'm saying and like that wouldn't have appeased me at all if trump had done something i'm not saying that that's what we needed or some symbolic thing but i think it is very symbolic that they didn't even think to do something symbolic to say that we have this thing under control no give a rousing speech no i mean yeah it's it was it's really quite incredible that he just went out there and spitballed about the shit that he'd been reading from like memes and Fox News for the week. Yeah. He, there, there wasn't a moment where he said like we're Americans and regardless of what we all believe, we're going to get through this. Like he could have done nobody. He could have done a, a five minute speech that could have made him a legendary and just promised to to take care of people. Um, but we've all been pretty much left on our own. And and now it's just gone down to bickering because, you know, I feel helpless about it. And uh, so all I can do is make fun of fucking rednecks that, uh, you know, can't afford medicine as it is and, and just want to go with uh, calling it a hoax or saying I'd rather die than wear a mask because it makes me feel shameful. Yeah. Well, and, and that's what, like, the thing I... You're exactly right. And, and, and like, I think one of the reasons for sort of the breakdown here and, and the fault lines getting bigger and bigger here is that there wasn't some galvanizing moment. It was, it's a bunch of states doing things different from each other with no guidance, nothing from the guy that's supposed to be in charge, who, by the way, I don't think has the ability to do anything. And uh, uh, doesn't care enough to do any. Like, he doesn't care how many people die. You know, to think that a president would give a shit about people dying is the craziest thing in the world to me, considering the fact that, like, they just, they will, Most like... Of their job is yeah, figuring they, out who can and can't die. Yeah, they will s- s- snuff out, a, you know, a 100,000 people in a fucking other country in a second. You know? They just don't think of people as people. And it's so fun. It is, it is just the thing I think that is breaking down the most is that like we watch a lot of us watch 9-11 happen. We had this president that we thought was a fucking idiot and ended up being a fucking idiot and was evil that was all of a sudden like 90% approval ratings because he gave some rousing speeches standing on top of rubble. And yeah. shit like that. And like did the symbolism and did the like, this is what the president does. You know, this is, a, and we just yeah, don't have just that. Did the right thing, the president thing. Yeah, we don't have that. Yeah. We don't, it didn't happen this time. And I think that also makes people feel like, uh, everything's fucked up. You know, they're not even playing political theater anymore. You know? <laughs> so. Uh, so I wanted to rant a little bit about another kind of COVID related thing that we're running into, not here in China, but uh, something that we were going to go to. Go for it. So we, uh, in, yeah, in Oregon in 2017, you know, there was the, the eclipse that went through. 
And our friends and us went to this huge, like, Psytrance music festival out in the desert for a week. You know, it was just an excuse to do a bunch of drugs and listen to music and watch a solar eclipse. Right. And we had a whole lot of fun. And it was put on by this company that, that follows the eclipses and throws a big party wherever it kind of lands. Damn. So we've been waiting for the announcement for the next one because we're like, okay, we're going to this one. It's going to be in Argentina. We're going to go to South America and, and just party again super hard and then have a good time with it. And tickets finally went on sale in January, right before all this shit started. So we, we bought our tickets. We set up a payment plan for all this other expensive shit there that we had to get. And then, like, COVID happened. And the company that's running this thing is like, we'll let you know at uh, the summer solstice what our plans are going to be. And they put it off for six months telling anybody what was going to happen, yeah. how they were going to handle this, what they thought was going to go on. And, you know, they, they had like Facebook groups and shit where they would mute or block people that are bringing up problems. Of course. You know, they, they started acting shady real early on. And, you know, we'd given them hundreds and hundreds of dollars already for this shit. So then the solstice comes around and they put out this, like, just this hippie-ish video, you know, full of good vibes and shit, <laughs> where they talk about what they've done. But they, you know, they, they barely started setting up the campgrounds and anything like that. They, they ditched the country. They left in, like, April and haven't been back to set anything up or organize anything. Nobody knows who the bands that were going to be there are going to be. And instead of saying, we're just going to cancel this and give everybody a refund or a ticket to the, the next one, whenever it's going to be, they're like, we'll send you a survey and ask you which of these options you like. And the options were, don't get a refund at all. Oh. Get half a refund and donate the other half to a, oh. no, it was like, don't get it's a painful. refund at all and donate the money to people that want a half a refund get a half a refund or just do nothing at all. Like, they're, they're just fucking people. <laughs> they're, wow. not, they're like, and we are not giving you your fucking money back. Everybody is just furious with them. Yeah. And it's either, you know, there, there's people like us. They're like, you know what? Fuck this. We can see it's not going to happen. And we've already got the bank to start chargebacks and shit and block them from charging us again. Or there's all these like just doofy hippies. They're like, nah, man, peace and love. Good vibes will make the virus go away. And like we don't even get news out of Argentina. I know Brazil is real messed up. I know other parts of South America are having a really bad time. I don't think that anybody's going to be allowed to go in there. And like another thing, Why would a bunch you of Australians to? that we're going to go, they can't leave Australia. Like Australia has banned travel from oh, yeah. the country. Nobody wants Americans now. It, so they're still the holding. They're still watching this. They should have done. You know, South by Southwest did the honest thing and just said, "Hey, y'all." Uh, we can't give you any of your fucking money back, and I think that was like the best way to do it. Why not? Like what? What? No, like no, if you if you're not, not doing that at all, they're being real shady. If it's gonna it. crumble your organization to give the money back, you absolutely oh you already spent it all basically. Um, you should just say, hey, I'm not giving it the fuck back, and we have it's if it's legal to do it. Not saying I support it or it's right. You're gonna lose a lot of customers, but South by Southwest did that back in March. When everybody was like, all right, so what's the refund yeah. options going to be like? They were like, none. We don't have insurance on this thing. So basically everybody would, we would owe the bank a shitload of money if we gave you our, our tickets back. 
Fuck. I mean, it is. It does. You're like, supposed to buy insurance on this shit. The, the concerts and shit last week made me think of this, and it's like, oh man, I gotta tell you guys. I just imagine someone on DMT saying, like, you don't need insurance, man. <laughs> you know, just like coming <laughs> well, back, I, talking I, to the old gods and telling them not to to, to spend, you know, $10,000 a month on insurance for this $100,000 festival or whatever. Well, I do want to say that, like, I mean, when our shows got canceled, I got so many messages saying, hey, don't send me my money back. And it's like. I like don't have anything to do with this, so like, I don't know what the thing is. Rage Against the Machine, I thought, did the best version of this. They rescheduled the show, and then they said, you have until this date to get a refund. And I took the refund partially because I thought it would be nice to have $300. Yeah, you're like, ooh, it's like a savings account I just yeah. discovered. And then, but I also wow, took these the... These guys didn't do anything like that. Right, I took the refund also because... Just, they Don't ask us questions until June and then, oh, fuck y'all anyway. I mean, yeah. it, it, that's such an easy business solution is to just... I would have just rolled everybody over to the next year. Well, they don't want to do that because then yeah, they fucking lose the money. That, they don't. That. Because a lot of people have done that, but they don't want to fucking lose the money next year. Because there's two shows. You got to go on autopilot. No, no, no. I I understand that, but I understand their reasoning for not wanting. But I'm saying, like, the actual cost of paying the bands and everything is why the tickets are so high. If you are if you are canceling yeah, the show in the time, they haven't. If you're not paying the bands, if you're not paying the venue, if you're not paying all the people to work it. That money, that that bill isn't yeah. due, you know? Yeah. Right. Yeah, right. And they, they haven't announced the bands. They never did. So we don't even know who they were going to book or if they did book them. And they're still acting like this shit is going to happen. Yeah. yeah I mean, I say, that's the other thing. That insurance I've shit only, is that you have to do that, too. You still have to pretend that you're still doing the show. Like, they didn't. I think that what yeah. happened was, like, the live sort of a... Uh, 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 What's the word? The the infrastructure for live entertainment globally, right? Uh-huh. Like, just decided we're not going to deal with this. You know? We can't put on shows. We're not going to deal with this. We're just... Because we, it, it needed to change. Like, there needed to be a fucking uniform... Just like we're talking about with the, the, the political response to coronavirus, there probably needed to be like a uniform set of moves that you could make if you were running a live business here. And that was how we were going to do it. Whether it's the state. Well, I mean, you know, obviously in my mind, it's kind of like the state should, you know, refund whatever the company is, I guess, and they should refund you. Uh, uh, I also think that like, I mean, they should they should provide them with a loan or whatever to, to use to pay back everybody. Yeah, whatever then. it is, just so you can get your you yeah. can give people their money back or bail. Because that's what I'm watching. I was I was I t I tweeted this today, but I said when I see a 200 capacity venue close, a tear rolls down my face. Yeah. But when anything else closes, I'm like, that's a business. <laughs> you know, like I don't care. But it's like it it. I was talking about this to my wife yesterday because she books our shows, and I was like, you know. And, and I was listening to uh, Apollo from Trivium talk about this, too. Like, how do you book? How, are we going to be able to string together five dates when this is over? Because 
We usually look for five dates that are within a six-hour drive of each other. Yeah. It, three are hours, there gonna, really. Yeah, but are there going to be whole states without a venue now? You understand what I'm saying? Because like, there I mean, was already slim pickings in Portland. I think that people will make it happen. I think sure. we might have to do backyard shows. Maybe we have to do more megaphone tours. At public, I mean, backyard shows parks. would be tight, though. We could buy... I mean, we can afford to buy a PA system and just do backyard Yeah, shows. we could just set up a grill and uh, tell jokes. But that's just something I've been thinking about. But that's during the summer. I mean, during the winter, what do we, you know, we yeah. have to find a building. Rock bands. An old JCPenney, maybe? Yeah, but I do. I am thinking about like bands that are our size draw too. Like, what is this gonna do to like culture and music and shit like that? You know, is this gonna mean? I you know again another tweet of mine that I'm gonna you know rehash on the show. But I said the only two things you're gonna be able to see in concert when this comes back is fucking Kevin Hart and Pearl Jam. Because the venues are only going to be that size. Right. You know what I mean? And like, is this, is that the world we're coming back to? Like, are we coming back to a world where like it's only huge mass culture? Did culture, much like money in this coronavirus crisis, did culture just get funneled up the ladder too to already establish large acts? You know, we were, yeah, we were just talking about it earlier about the rehash of the old licensed products that we had before about Beavis and Butthead coming back. You know, right, like that's that's the, that's exactly what they have. That's what all the money's being spent on. That's what. But the, with, what I'm saying is, without the opportunities for things to build in front of fifty, a hundred, two hundred, two hundred fifty, three hundred, five hundred people, like, are we gonna have like vibrant? like pre-mainstream scenes yeah i think you so. know i think we'll be fine i mean i hope so i just said it i mean it, i just watched like some of those cities we've had trouble booking yeah for shows and i've seen the clubs that we found closed during this time and it's like okay well shit what closed uh well just clubs we we're trying to get in boston great scott was like their big okay like alt venue that was like a 200 cap alt venue that did comedy and music and uh they closed and like and just in a few cities like yeah and and who knows what's going to be open in the end of this is littlefield gonna make it you know yeah is 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 the virgil gonna make it in la is the hideout in chicago gonna make it through this they're always on the verge of closing down you know talking about stuff like this we've seen it out here you know our street has tons of little shops coffee shops bars all this shit and after COVID, like half of them shut down. They're being replaced. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've seen and that's it with, out here where we had it more or less under control. Yeah, I've seen it with the restaurants in Columbus. Like, I, I just, you know, when I walk down High Street, uh, uh, which is our main drag in Columbus, when I walk down that now during COVID, the amount of businesses that are just closed, it, it's really shocking because me and Brett do, you know throw shit at small businesses, you know, obviously that's a part of our thing, but I really didn't expect the government to let this many small businesses go under. I really did not think they were going to like let restaurants and let coffee shops and, and, and salons and bars and shit just close. You know, I, I didn't think they were going to do that. And then like, because I've been talking about this, but it's like, well, no shit. They opened. 
because nobody's doing anything to help them not to help them stay open you know like the government's not giving them anything they're giving them about as much as they give us you know the rest of it goes to like fucking goldman sachs and marriott hotels and shit you know so i don't know i'm hoping that i'm just being alarmist here you know but uh you know you never know well good luck on i can i tell you that the funny part of your story and i hate to be a a a, a, a hippie puncher or whatever it is but the fact that they said uh uh the fact that they said uh Hey man, we'll give you your answer at the summer solstice, man. <laughs> was yeah, really that's, funny that's response. Yeah. Oh my god. Hey we man. Like, and then the solstice happened, and they put it off two or three more days. Oh hell yeah, yeah! I would do that too. I mean, they don't know what they're doing. I think yeah. the thing that you, I can tell you, just on the performer side of this thing, is nobody knows what they're doing. Well, and. Especially yeah. like the, the bad thing though, this is a big company. The last one was seventy thousand people. Like fuck. this is not a little Whoa. Thing. Well, I just talked to yeah, somebody who big. I just talked to somebody who knows a promoter for bands. And in the United States at least, and the band that was quoted to me was Mastodon, uh, they are booking next spring at the earliest. They're looking at March april may of next spring at launching a tour yeah and like i think that's a pretty safe bet i would think that will probably be out at that time too but uh uh you know just watching this happen it has been very enlightening like the state does not give a shit about any of us and uh, uh, we're all out here fending for ourselves. But I also, well, on the other end of that, I also feel like more people know about it, this, know that the state isn't here to help us now than have ever known about it before. It's just like what happens if Joe Biden gets elected is that a lot of people who are activated right now just go home and think everything's okay. <laughs> Well, thanks for calling, buddy. It was, it's good to talk to you. It's good to hear that things are, uh, that it's not so great in China, that it's raining and you can't do anything fun either. That, that like actually made me feel Yeah, Y'all, y'all come out here sometime though. We would love to. Oh yeah. We definitely want to do it. Put on a show for one person. <laughs> well, there's probably a few, probably there's probably six dozen. people yeah. there is what we would think. Look, me and Brett are, we here's the be, thing we want to. If the means TV show takes off enough and we can ask for more money, we will definitely turn that TV show into a travel show. It's all we've ever wanted. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I heard you on one of your other shows talking about how you want to go to Tokyo and I know lots of cool shit in Tokyo. Yeah. I want to go I to Tokyo. I want to go to Tokyo. I would love to go to China. I would love to go to fucking, you know, Africa. I want to go everywhere, man. That's like all I just I want to see the whole fucking world. I spent the first 38 years of my life exactly 28 minutes or or less than 20 minutes from where I grew up. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I want to spread my wings, you know. Well, thanks for calling in, man. What we'll, we'll uh we'll we'll talk to you later. We're going to take a break now. Yeah, later on. You going to take a break Peace. now? Yeah. Break. Got, yeah, everybody in the queue, you're getting on Have the phone.
All right. Peace, buddy. Thanks for calling in from Shanghai. We love to get those good. updates. It was good. It was a little a good conversation, too. I had fun there. Yeah, and that, yeah, I loved uh, the summer solstice. Is, uh, hey, I man. Mean, hey, man. We'll very profitable. I mean, I can see how you could get a lot of rich kids and poor kids that save up all their money to go somewhere to, to party. Well, people that, like... When the most energy from the sun is being transferred to the earth or something. People that travel, like, to see jam bands that you've never like bass nectar yeah that like they don't really have a house they just travel around with the band sure and all their money just goes to getting to the next show right like, they can get to argentina like they they can you know buff it hey man i'm a ride hey man you know we'll fucking hey we're not going to cancel quite yet We'll figure it out during the summer solstice when the energy from the sun is at its peak. And then we'll let you know what we're going to do, man. Yeah, it is kind of funny that that's <laughs> enough to like, there's an angry mob of hippies that are like coming to grab this guy up because he took all their money. Like, ho, 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 ho. Let's wait until the summer solstice. And they're like, all right, all right. I think on the day when the sun and the, and the moon have equal say. Is the day that we shall decide the fate of your money. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, you know, I don't know anything about like hippie culture and stuff except for just what I think of them. And I think they love the summer solstice probably. Well, I mean, also uh, doing drugs around cosmic phenomena is like fun as hell. Oh, my wife last night was nuts about this lunar eclipse yeah nuts about it yeah. wouldn't stop talking about it did she take drugs that's probably why she might have been on drugs she was high you know yeah and you know what she ends that's up medicine doing? now you know what she ends up doing she sits on the back porch it's over this lunar eclipse is over it's almost two in the morning she comes in the house she's like i didn't see shit oh no like and then i looked it up and i was like I, I had told her about 15 minutes before it was supposed to happen i was like i googled this and they said that like it's going to be almost an indiscernible change in the brightness of a little sliver of the moon. So it wasn't like a full okay. eclipse. And I was like, you saw it, but that's all that was there. But my wife loves the stars. She's, she's crazy into stars. Dude. Right, right. She wants us to plan a trip for our anniversary to see the Northern Lights because she just... I don't she know. She wants to fly in space. When me and her she first started dating, I would have never thought she was a star woman, uh -huh. you know? But now she's just... But she doesn't like sci-fi or anything either. It's like, come on, man. You know? She just wants to jump up and hang out with the stars. I think it's because... Fly with them? We moved into the city about 20 years ago. Oh, yeah, that is With true. all the light pollution. That's true. It's, it's way different. You're right. It's just like we just, ha we just haven't really... We've been living in the city for almost... For probably 20 years, and we just... Haven't that's seen true them. when you and see it when you see it in real life you're like what the fuck it really looks like that yeah and basically when we lived in this even before we lived in the city i mean we grew up in the suburbs that were pretty like the where we grew up there was a lot of light pollution too it was the same amount of light pollution out there than in the than in the city so we yeah. just uh you know i want to see him i hope to see him in tennessee you're the only 10 I see. Thank you. I appreciate All right. that. Jason, hit the music. This week we have for you the old time snake milkers, which, uh, yep, that's what it is. Get your snake milk the old time way. Uh, hit it, Jason.
on my track We gotta make it through the woods If we can Till my worst to go my bail Rather than a go to the county jail You gotta make it Welcome back to Street Fight Radio. The music was brought to you by the Old Time Snake Milkers. You can listen to their 2018 album, Milkers and Hollers, on Spotify. A selection of their songs include Country Ham and Red Gravy, Bootleggers Blues, Tennessee Breakdown, Honeysuckle Blue, and lots of greats. Thanks for sending it in. I love the music. It's uh, 
It was a good change of pace from what we were play we played before, and we listened to everything. I don't just listen to fucking Megadeth. It's like 90% of what I listen to. Uh, but the other 10% is open to anything else. So if you want to hear your band played on Street Fight Radio, just send me a message, streetfightradio at gmail.com. Send a DM to Twitter or a Facebook message, whatever it is, uh, we can get you on the show. Uh, thank you for listening, tuning in. This is the call-in show. We do it every single week. The number to dial is 614-655-3887. That does not change. Uh, if you call around 9 o'clock, you get in early. Uh, you won't have to wait as long. Uh, you, and that'll get you to the front of the queue. But we are here until midnight. Uh, we've got a little s- smaller queue than usual at this oh. point. So I think we're going to get out early. Uh, we have a vacation to leave for tomorrow morning. So, And I haven't packed at all. So I, th- I think that will be helpful. Uh, you ready to take these calls? Yep. Let's do this. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Hey, what's up? This is uh, Matt from Memphis. What's up, Matt? Hey, buddy. Oh, I think I know who this is. I think I know who this is. How are you doing? How how was... uh, uh, This is Matt. He got arrested in one of our shirts in front of the news. Yes. Uh, If you follow us on social media, shared a picture. Uh, Matt was at the... Memphis uh, Autonomous Zone when it got busted up by the police and was arrested. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The uh, I was there when the uh, police or the city decided to illegally crack down and uh, undermine our First Amendment rights uh, under the false pretense of having to do construction. No construction has happened since they kicked us out of the space. And yeah, it's just a bunch of bullshit. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm fucking excited to be back on with y'all. What, what's up? <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, I, what do y'all want to talk about? Like I said to you, uh, I mean, you're cooler than anybody that hosts this show. Neither of us have been arrested defending, uh, you know, an autonomous zone. Uh, what exactly was the setup in Memphis like? Um, so we actually held out this space for about 16 days and, um, we'd been, like I said, last time I called in feeding a lot of unhoused folks. Um, we had tents that we'd set up so that people had a place to stay people who had been there well before we showed up would have a roof of some sort over their heads because currently the city of Memphis spends none of its resources on housing the unhoused and any shelter that you try to seek out. If you're living rough, if if you don't have a place where you know you're safe um then you have to pay uh usually it's about six dollars uh six seven dollars to not freeze to death if it's the winter or not like have a heat stroke if it's the summer and yeah like how how many i think the city was kind of been oh yeah 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 how many people were out there? Go ahead. How many people? How many people were out there? Well, um, when the crackdown happened, 
we probably had about 30 or so people there. Um, we've had anywhere from like 20 to 50 people generally holding the space. Sometimes numbers have been sparser than that. Uh, but the, uh, city apparently got really fed up with us after we dug up part of their bullshit lawn and I kinda, the community garden. When you guys said you did that, I was like, I think that's going to be the uh, downfall of this thing. <laughs> you might have been right. <laughs> yeah, they probably got pretty but pissed like, off there. But if it was just really an amazing thing to see all these people come together to try and demand some accountability yeah. in a way they've not really been able to do so from the city of Memphis. Um, yeah. What, what were the demands of the autonomous they, zone? So our, our most recent thing we really hammered down was, I thought really reasonable, but also fairly radical is we wanted to defund uh, 10% of the police budget um, so that we could spend uh, $10 million on ending homelessness in Memphis, okay. $10 million on expanding public transit in Memphis, and $10 million on education because the city currently spends zero taxpayer dollars on education. They spend zero taxpayer dollars to do anything for houseless folks pretty much. Right. Uh, and, and they are cutting public transit funding at, at the same time. They are pushing for expanding the police budget here from, I think it was, $2.2 million to $2.8 million. And, uh, yeah, people just got fed up with that shit. Yeah, absolutely. That makes sense. Well, I I'm glad that, uh, you know, Memphis took it there. Uh, Columbus, our statue, we have Columbus statues in the city, a few of them. And, uh, you know, we just aren't as buck wild as some of the other places. We didn't end up pulling them down. Uh, we pressured the government and the city to do it. Um, but, you know, I was really hoping for some sort of autonomous zone to pop off. Uh, and it, it's really, it's interesting that it did happen. And I think it's a, a new blueprint for the future. And, uh, you know, it's really exciting that, you know, you to be a part of that experiment. So I want to ask uh, a couple questions here. Uh, did they rough you up when they arrested you? Um, they about dislocated both my shoulders. Oh my. They did the same thing, uh, when they were carrying another comrade out is, uh, so I, I don't know how many of y'all saw the photo, but, uh, because I, uh, didn't help them arrest me, they got <laughs> pretty fed up with that. And so they, uh, took my handcuffed hands behind my back. Uh, and this was after they broke into my tent where I was staying without any fucking warrant, which is a fourth amendment violation. I think, um, they put my arms as far back as they could go behind my back. And then they 
they had two officers carrying me by my wrists, basically behind my back. And they had one officer carrying me by my feet. And I'm a little bit ashamed to say, like, I eventually had to beg them to like, Hey, like, please don't dislocate my shoulders. I can't, I can't afford to deal with that shit. If y'all do this to me, please put me down and I'll walk the rest of the way because I, I can't afford to get hurt as bad as y'all are trying to hurt me. And it was just really fucked. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was just, I was, I ab- also, it looked awful. I mean, imagine like, like hanging from, uh, from a monkey bars, like flipped over, you know, like your arms are just, your shoulders are pushed all the way forward. They had someone carrying you by the legs Two two officers, uh, carrying each arm, one officer carrying each arm, I guess. And, uh, yeah, it looked like absolutely, uh, excruciatingly painful. Yeah. It hurt like fuck. So how long Um, did you, how long did you spend in jail? Um, so I was actually the last one out of jail in Memphis. And if anyone had to be there the longest, I'm glad it was me instead of the the trans or non-binary comrades or or people of color that the police arrested when this was going on because like i know those people had it the worst there but yeah they they could have let everyone off the citation they uh decided that they were going to push for um resisting arrest on all of us they eventually changed their minds and i am pretty sure everyone just got charged with disorderly conduct but yeah they uh they wanted to make our lives hell and they wanted to expose us to covid yeah uh, because they felt like they need to punish us and it's just really fucked. Like no one had to be there for any amount of time. I missed two days of work from getting arrested. Uh, a lot of people had it worse than I did. Like there were, I just want to give a big shout out to my, my trans non-binary comrades that put themselves on the front lines with me on that like especially the unhoused folks who did so like we were trying to tell folks like hey like you you don't have to do this like we know like you're facing worse shit than the rest of us but like these people were ride or die and they stood right along with us and we're like fuck it yeah, that's amazing. I, if if this is happening to my comrades in this city, then this is happening to me. And it was just really beautiful to see like the strength and solidarity from all these people. That's great. That's amazing. Well, thanks for calling in, Matt. I appreciate it. I know a lot of people wanted to know the circumstances that were were happening on the ground. A lot of us are just reading speculation from outsiders. So, so I'm happy to hear uh, that you're okay and uh, you didn't get fucked with too bad. So, so can I, I talk about a, 
weird thing that happened to me when I was locked up in jail. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know how familiar people are with the just bureaucracy of being arrested and going to jail, but people tell you go to this place this time and no, go to that place that time. Yeah. You're in the wrong place, yep. whatever. The, the weirdest shit that happened to me when I was in jail was probably when, uh, I got my medical evaluation because the, uh, doctor or nurse or whoever there started asking me really irrelevant personal questions about like, so what do you think about Antifa? And it's like, oh, weird. <laughs> I think they're well, fucking cool. Uh, I, I think, I think, and I wish I'd help my tongue a little bit better than I did, probably in retrospect. But I was like, I think fascism is bad, and I think people that don't like fascism are good. <laughs> well, and okay. she wanted to talk to me about how, like, oh, well, I've, I've seen all these Facebook photos about this burn looting, blah, blah. And I was like, well, I haven't seen any of these videos you're talking about. Like, I just think fascism is bad. Yeah. And like, she kept wanting to press me and all this stuff and like talk about anarchism and stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah. You, you got to just I keep mean, your mouth like, shut. I, I think that stuff. You're not going to reach. Yeah. That person's just <laughs> trying to get you in jail, more in jail than they already am. <laughs> They're trying to get you yeah. in extra jail. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't ever say shit so to the, those people. The worst part until you have a lawyer. The worst part of of the jail um, was that in processing, where me and all my comrades were for the eight to thirteen hours we were stuck there, is there is like a seven minute video on loop of just pure propaganda, and it's just the most ridiculous bullshit it's like a, a bunch of like gun crime is jail time and like don't rape each other while you're here and uh please respect all the uh all the jail officers and it was just yeah be respectful to absurd. the jail officers <laughs> yeah yeah i mean that's funny because you said you that know didn't get me very far what you said about uh, uh they you didn't help the police arrest you it's like i mean they really do expect you to do that they they expect you to make it as easy as possible on them to arrest you and throw you in jail and to me that's like that's just the fucking craziest thing you know holy yeah. shit yeah yeah well matt I want to thank you for calling and getting us the most press. We were in the press. I mean, you got us press. Yeah, I appreciate it. Product placement. Yeah. Absolutely. Have to spread the word. Thank All you right. for letting me call in. Hey, you're yeah. welcome. Thanks for calling. Peace. Have a great night, y'all. Yeah, See you too. Ya. See ya. All right. Yeah, that uh, seems like a shitty sitch, of course. Uh, just the jail thing is always like anybody that goes to jail is like, oh, man, you this know, is, yeah. good on you. 
for yeah. sticking up for your beliefs. And, and it is odd that they now bring you in and start asking you about Antifa and anarchists and stuff, which is like, I would be like, yeah, I don't even, I don't know any. Yeah, I you never know? met one. I don't never met one. I don't really know what they think. Right. You know? Yeah. Or just Sounds I'm not gonna, crazy to me. I'm not gonna talk without a lawyer present. Yeah. Also that's, works. That's a good move. That's the that's the move. You know. Let's All get right. this next call. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Hey guys, it's from France. It's who? Hello? We got Matt. you. Matt from oh. France. Uh, yep. Oh, hey, buddy. How's it going? I was calling in. <laughs> I'm <I'll> doing. <laughs> doing well. Um, I was, I was calling in to uh, talk about the. Uh, I just saw the Twin Peaks episode um, the other day that you guys put up. Um, and when I was watching it, I loved the the fucking episode because it was um, very funny to watch you guys. Um, <laughs> I, I used to work I used to work at the Hooters I, I don't know if you guys remember but a long time ago I called in and talking about um, how I used to work at Hooters and all the bullshit that the managers and stuff would do so it was it was funny to watch the um, Twin Peaks episode and watch you guys pick it apart because it's so fucking transparent yeah there, there's a Hooters episode did you see the Hooters episode we did as well <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. That was originally I saw that one and I called in. Ah, okay. In the kitchen at Hooters. Yeah. So, so the the Hooters episode for people that don't know of Undercover Boss, um, there was a manager that was an absolutely vile human being that would make the. Um, are we on speakerphone or something, Matt? I can hear myself in the background. Um, hold on. It's not. It's probably my I think uh, we're on in the background. That's uh, cool. I mean, I like that's it. fine. I like it. It's, it's it sounds neat. Um, but in the Hooters episode, the manager uh, made the girls do competitions like uh, eating baked beans off a plate to get like the best spot on the shift, or like to get cut early, things like that. Um, no, Twin Peaks was different. Twin Peaks is different in that they hired a guy to come in. And be a complete asshole to one of the servers, bartenders. Remember that guy? Yeah, 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 yeah. He yeah, came he... in and they were testing her to see uh, uh, if she so, would be able uh, to handle the, it. The, that was the guy from Hooters, the CEO from Hooters. That's right. Yeah, it was. It was. Remember, it was that he brought in the CEO of Hooters because that's his like mentor. Mentor. Yeah, that's yeah. the guy. Right. You're, yeah. well, that's the, that's the fucked up thing between the both of the restaurants is that they're the same people. All the Twin Peaks people, it's all the old managers and people that, um, uh, that you know, all the people that used to manage in Hooters, they sold off a bunch of the Hooters and turned them into Twin Peaks. It's the same fucking restaurant. Yeah, and he invested a lot of money in Twin Peaks as well. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. it was yeah. It's all it's uh, horrible. The guy's an asshole. What does he do? He said, "What does he say? You look just like my wife. I don't want to have a blonde waitress because you look like my yeah. wife." Yes, that's exactly it. All, all the all the the when he's sitting there, uh, when he was sitting at the bar trying to neg the waitress or whatever the fuck he's doing, it reminded me of the it it screams management of uh, fucking Hooters because they're all like old cops or ex-military guys 
and they have this just like really fucking weird um uh version of uh how they i don't know there's a courtship being one like there's a scenario in their mind um, there's a scenario in mind that they've already thought up and they think that they're joshing you just because while they're drinking up this beer they thought up this fake relationship that y'all that they y'all have you know yeah yeah so you know but that, oh the the thing was, uh, the thing I was gonna say about it was that the um the washing the dishes shit um he, he was trying to make um there was the I can't remember the waitress's uh the waitress's name Jill. the one that got in trouble for cussing a lot oh oh lumber Jill. She, I, um, her name was uh, yeah <laughs> she uh when they were making the punishment that she needed to wash all the plates and stuff. That the thing that I was going to say about that was that the, um, it's the same. They use the, the managers use those little punishment things as their like banter with the waitresses while they're trying, while they're trying to sleep with them or, you know, trying to get in there good with them. That's, that's the kind of bullshit. Like, oh, girls, you got to wash the plates tonight if you, if you're acting up again, shit like that. Well, then you also, um, they also create this yeah. division where like the girls that are serving, are are like it, it gets this thing where like they don't have to ever do anything hard they don't have to wash dishes or anything like that but meanwhile yeah. they're putting yeah, with exactly they're putting up with a full shift of dealing with like sexual harassment like on the regular yeah dude then why i there i'd say at least three four different times i worked there for it was short it was maybe like eight months nine months i was in high school uh-huh. but um there would be there would be girls that would come back into the the kitchen and just like break down from the bullshit they were dealing with with the customers. Yeah, it's hard to watch. <laughs> Absolutely, they, they they yeah. There's a lot of bullshit they get that gets thrown their way. It's a terrible industry, um, and and like that show just reveals how aloof and stupid. And how, I mean, they're just they're just yeah. they're just ignoring it. You know, they're not paying attention. They they come up with this idea in their mind on what's happening at these restaurants and don't ever check on it. You know, yeah, definitely because it's it, that's yeah. I, so many uh, oh, rest. There's no fucking secret that restaurants are just like hotbeds of bullshit. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, uh, thanks for calling in, man. Yeah, I appreciate yeah. it. Yep, good to uh, good to hear the show and fucking keep it up. Uh, yeah, love the show, guys. Yeah, yeah, thanks for calling. Thanks for sharing your restaurant uh, expertise with us all the way from France. Man, I, yeah, that episode was really funny because he's the guy that thinks he runs a class operation. You know, like this is a classy joint. Okay, don't be gross. Yeah, Twin Peaks. Um, I can't remember what, what what his lie to himself was. It was that it, it is like a classy upscale version of Hooters. Like right. Hooters is, or was that the tilted kilt? Yeah, I know. We've seen so many of them now. They're all bad. They're tilt all bad, kilt. but they all have a thing in their mind where they think they're, they're like, wholesome. Right. We're like, this is and a I think family place. Twin Peaks was like, they thought they were wholesome. Right. But it could have also been the Tilted Kilt where they said, because remember the Tilted Kilt we watched and we read their menu because they kept saying they were wholesome. So we were like, let's read the menu. And it was like, you know, Irish nachos. Yeah. And shit. Yeah. When they were saying they were a rest, they were a gastro pub. They said that's what yeah. they were trying to say. Yeah. 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 All right. Fucking. 
crazy that there's so many restaurants out there. Too many. There should be zero. Uh, thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Hello? Hello. Hey, what's up? Hello? Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. What's up? Sorry about that. <clears throat> I had uh, I was listening through my computer. I don't even know. There's like three different things. Hi. Uh, this is... I'm going to be a Lonnie from Pittsburgh tonight. What's up, Lonnie? How's it probably going tonight? Probably a lot of those. There are. Yeah, I've been yeah, to Pittsburgh. Yeah. Well, uh, I wanted to ask you guys some questions here. Um, I am currently, I found myself with uh, three under-the-table jobs. Oh. And so I'm making a bunch of cash. And I have never been in a situation like this before. And I don't know what to do. Like, I mean, what's the issue? Do you have can you, can you have a place to live? Do you have like, are you? Oh, yeah. No, I'm I'm all good. Like, I just like I don't know like what's gonna happen. Like, I'm I'm not having like I don't have any taxable income or anything. Yeah. Or, like, yeah. Like, uh, do you put it know. in the bank? I, I just have like a big pile of cash right now. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. I don't really know. I've never had an under the table job before, really. Yeah, I've never had so much cash. I'd get in trouble if I took it to the bank too. They're like, "Where the fuck did this come from?" Well, that's the thing. Is like when you get what paid under the table. If you go to the bank, then then there's a record of you having the money. Yeah. But if you don't go to the bank, the other odd thing is like you don't exist to the IRS, which I would think also can be a problematic situation. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's like two is this sides of this coin, right? Like this is like, so the one side is, I guess like if you don't exist to the IRS, then they can't do anything to you because they don't know you exist. But if you've filed taxes before and all of a sudden you're gone, then they know you exist and for some reason didn't pay taxes. Well, yeah. But I also don't think that they go looking for people that are working under the table. So you're probably safe. I would just, my concern would be with like paying rent and, and, you know, having a debit card and all that stuff, especially in Corona time. Like there are so many places that aren't even taking cash, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, how, how long do you see, foresee this being your, your work scenario? Like, is it, are they stable positions? Uh, well, one of them, which I'm making like a ridiculous amount of cash from is driving an ice cream truck. Okay. Uh, I'm making like a thousand dollars a week doing this. It's so crazy. Did you it's buy like it? the greasiest job ever. You work for someone else? Yeah. Some guy owns the truck and like, he doesn't fucking fill out paperwork. He doesn't do anything. He uh, doesn't give a fuck. It's a, it's so greasy. That's like, tight. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, my, in my, my opinion, um, I would maybe consider uh, getting an LLC and becoming self-employed, honestly. Oh, okay. And you could possibly have money come in as some sort of transactions, you know, just a negligible amount of money per month. Uh, I, I don't know otherwise how you can hide that. I mean, I would also just try filling out your taxes and saying, hey, I didn't make any money this year <laughs> to see what happens. Well, you don't really have to do it if you make less than a certain amount of money. There's like a, a well, I was I was on a I was getting unemployment yeah. for this entire year because I got laid off uh, last November. And so my unemployment ran out. So I technically have that taxable income. 
So like I could just do my taxes and do that. Yeah. Like I was thinking, I was thinking like maybe at the end of summer, cause that the ice cream truck job, that'll only last until the end of summer, but I'll have like, I don't know, 10 grand in cash or something. I was thinking like, what if I just go out and buy a new car or something? Like if I show up to a car dealership with a fucking briefcase full of, (laughs) (laughs) can I ask, uh, can I ask like, how is the ice cream truck business? Me and my wife were having a conversation because one of them went by the other day and we were like, I was, I was making jokes basically where I said like, imagine this year being the guy that's like, I just, I bought an ice cream truck. I'm going to make all, I'm going to make all sorts of fucking money this year. And then, you know, things get canceled and people get weird about buying stuff. But I think things have smoothed out a little bit. Everybody's everybody's at home. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And and like, I'm takeout food. I'm not opposed to takeout food and like open air, like. Um, and if, if the, if you are, if the person handing out the ice cream is wearing gloves or is, uh, you know, doing some sort of precautions, I don't, I really can't see it being very profitable, but it's good. It's good money. Like, that's what I'm curious. I like, I crazy good money. I can't figure out how it's good money to, I couldn't figure out. Cause that's what the wife and I were talking about. It's like. Like what kind? I I have no frame of reference for the amount of money you make in one day, driving an ice cream truck. In my mind, it could either be two hundred dollars or it could be fifteen dollars. Like I can't <laughs> work the math out. If that makes sense. Um. Well, it's like I mean, it it varies day to day and whatnot. But like basically, uh, the way that this guy has set it up is he gives you an envelope of cash to like make change and whatnot and then you have to give him that amount of cash back and then everything that's left over like all the more money you've collected you just keep 30 percent of that in cash so um i make like on average like 100 to 200 dollars uh like that i take home um Fuck. and then there's tips like people like i made a hundred dollars in tips the other day because i kept going down dead end streets and people are like Oh, the ice cream truck never comes down here. I'm like, okay, tip me five dollars for an overpriced ice cream treat. This is great. Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> so, uh, and how and how long is your shift? Uh, I start around like one o'clock, two o'clock, and then I just go till it's dark. Fuck, dude. Fuck. I always wanted to be an ice cream truck guy. It seemed like an, an a relatively easy job. It sounds kind of it's fun. Yeah, it sounds kind of fun See, to me. The other thing, though, is ice cream man is the way that drug dealers usually hid their their drug dealing things. So that's also kind of well, that's Friday. Yeah, they did it, but and and I've also plenty of Master P songs. Oh, okay. <laughs> I've already had I've already had two people ask if I had any weed for sale. Also, <laughs> <laughs> well, I would if I were you, honestly, keep some weed for sale for people that ask that. <laughs> God, that's incredible, yeah, dude. That. It's so good. We've had every, every kind of worker call this show. Never an ice cream man. Cheech and Chong's nice dreams too. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying like movies, this is a job that nobody thinks about. And that like, are you driving one of the beat up ice cream trucks or is it a pretty nice ice cream truck? I'm not even kidding you. It's a 1984 fucking conversion van. That's a great year. That's a great year for those. (laughs) 
nothing in the van works. Like the seat belts don't work. Everything's duct taped together. But the ice cream's it's cold. It's a million fucking degrees. The ice cream's cold, but like because the compressor on the freezer is running, it's a million degrees in there. Yeah. So like whatever. I mean, I'll fucking I'll sweat my face off for three hundred dollars in cash. Like fuck it, I don't care. Like, yeah, I fuck, won't tell. Dude, fuck, dude, this is awesome. I just like I've never. <laughs> you found an investment uh, opportunity for you, right? I wonder what it costs to get one of these things outfitted. I'm looking up. I'm looking at 1984 conversion vans <laughs> online right now. You could buy a turnkey ice cream truck. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I mean, but you could. Yes, you could. You could. I, I'm gonna look that up. We'll find. I one. like the idea. I mean, like obviously, <laughs> I love this. I love this. Is such a non-traditional job, and it's fucking neat. It's a neat job it, to me. So what's your what's your favorite jingle? What's the favorite song that you play? Is There's like 20 different songs. I just play the fucking the classic. Uh, I don't even know what it's called. Ears hang low. Yeah, you know, the one you're thinking of. I think so. Yeah, but you can put. <laughs> you can do you like can Day put, at the Races and shit too. You can do like a bunch of Flight of the Bumblebee. I mean, you can put headphones in your goddamn ear at this point and just listen to whatever until oh, no, you pull I, over. I have a little Bluetooth speaker. I was listening to fucking street fight while I was playing yeah, ice cream yeah. the other day. Hey, do you have any do you have any non non dairy ice cream treats? There are two, and I'm lactose intolerant, so All right. Um, that's the only two I can eat. And the thing is, like I was saying, like the guy doesn't fill out paperwork. I didn't I don't even have to keep inventory. If I wasn't lactose intolerant, I could literally just eat like four or five ice creams a day. He wouldn't even fucking care. Oh, like all God. he cares about is that there's cash in his hand at the end of the day. It is such a weird fucking job. Like, how did you find it? So yeah, how do you find uh, ice cream man job, Mister Ice? Cream. One of my friends, her dad has been working with this guy for like twenty years, um, and like he's on disability, so he just like he just makes a ton of cash during the summer and uh, like rides out the winter with his disability or whatever. And so she started driving a day or two a week because she's laid off for COVID and hasn't been able to get unemployment. She told me about it. She's like, yeah, they might need somebody. And I was like, sign me the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. I'm looking at an ice cream van. It's a 98 Express Chevy custom van ice cream truck. It's $12,000. That's basically new. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's got SpongeBob, Paw Patrol, all kinds of stuff on the side of it. You know, you got your all your cartoons. And, uh, uh, ooh, man, 12 grand, right? That's like. Yeah, it's, that's an investment. You get that back. Yeah, I think you could. <laughs> but the winter time is the issue. Yeah. You know? But, I mean, if you're bringing yeah, in... and you can only make money with it a certain amount of time. But, I mean, like, just think about it. Like, you're selling... Some of the things we sell are $4 a piece. And, like, Jesus. none of that shit per unit costs more than maybe 50 cents. Yeah, no. So, like, no. you're selling that at that high a markup plus tips, like... It would pay for itself, even though you can only do it four or five months in it, out of the year, you know? Oh, yeah. And then, like, wh what are you... Th are you thinking, like... Are you thinking, like, when the winter comes, you might be able to stack enough money to make it to the next summer? I don't know. I've always had, like... I've never had a job for more than, like, maybe a couple years. But, like, most of my jobs I'm at for, like, six months, and then I fuck up or and get fired and go to something else. So, like... I'm not really worried about it. All right. I'll figure it out. 
Oh, this is incredible. Well, you're doing fine. I mean, I think as, as long, I mean, if you're stacking away tens of thousands of dollars, you might show up on the radar. Um, but I mean, I think if you just keep it quiet and someone in the chat said to, to just go and uh, put a couple hundred dollars in there a week, like a regular job or something, you know? Okay. And like, if anything ever got too dicey, I could just say I sold one of my guitars or so. I have a couple expensive guitars. And I could just be like, well, I used to have two more expensive guitars and I just sold them for cash. Like, what do you want? Right. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, what I've, I'd say what I've found is fucking around at this level of money is they really don't give a shit. I mean, they're not really going to come after somebody uh, for something like this. Usually you have to be doing a lot more because uh, everybody is, is like hiding a few thousand dollars. Yeah, but it's kind of cheating. Yeah. Everybody's you know? got a few thousand dollars they're not telling about. <laughs> Yeah, I think they they yeah, put that yeah. in there. Eleven grand seems to be eleven, twelve grand is what, get you in the game. It's get you in an ice cream truck. Now the thing is, you want to have like you can make that back in the summer. Of them. Yeah, you want to no, you you want to do it for the pure joy of ice cream. You do want to do it like a run it like a business. You don't want to be like a pit boss. You're gonna get a cigar and like have all the people show I wanna up. I want to have a bunch of ice cream people. Oh, you want you want city. envelopes of cash. I want the yeah. I want the money and and the thirty percent. <laughs> Or whatever. Seventy percent. I like that. Yeah. Job. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it would be cool. We okay. We're gonna look into a street fight themed uh uh ice cream truck to drive around and we'll play fucking uh Megadeth out of it instead of do your ears hang low. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just drive around and sell fucking <laughs> yeah. branded ice cream. <laughs> yeah. Um That's great. Fuck yeah. Well, thanks for calling in. We appreciate it, Mr. Ice Cream Man. You're welcome. You're welcome. Awesome. Awesome call, man. Awesome call. Just incredible. Thank you. <laughs> Peace. Brett, that was the All fucking right, coolest thing. Yeah, I know. I mean, that was like the time somebody called that was a carny. Yeah. Cause it was it's just like one of those jobs that's like Is that how I mean you can't be the ice cream man? You know? Yeah, who gets to who gets to do something that <laughs> yeah. awesome? Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, there's more guys in radio in Columbus than there are ice cream men probably really yeah you don't think so <laughs> i don't see them they don't come down here at all i know there's there there are they are in my neighborhood that's what got me and the wife talking about okay. it is the ice cream man drove by they'll probably make it out here at some point i can't they might be like weird about you got like the kind of neighborhood you're in is the kind where people would be weird about the ice cream man sort of thing you know because it's old people yeah well, it might just be old people. That might be I the think thing. It's That's it's, why they're not there's here. There's no kids yeah. over You don't see anymore. kids running around there is a, There's a lot more, but yeah. it's changing. But it is traditionally a very old people neighborhood right, yeah. right now. Yeah, yeah. It's maybe just because like, they, they came around my neighborhood growing up, which isn't like a rich neighborhood. It's like more like working class, but there was just a million fucking kids yeah. running around playing outside. With dirty faces and dollar bills. Yeah, <laughs> trying to get a Chico stick. Yeah. Um God damn, man. The ice cream man job. You know what you could do, actually, with your walking, though? Someone mentioned this. Uh, get one of those paletas carts. <laughs> yeah. And you could do your walk with a cart, and then people would stop you, and you could sell it to them. And you would make, like, you probably make 100 bucks on a walk or something. I'm looking up the ice cream van soft serve machine. Oh, no, that would dog, be a hit. I want the soft serve. If you did soft serve, there is one going around town now that just parks in front of businesses during their lunch period and they'll do soft serve for them but soft serve is 
like the top level shit, like snack wise. It's like very high level treat. You know, the most bogus one is that Kona ice. Do you know about that one? Oh God, you, you hit me to that. That surfing penguin. Yeah. Yeah. Where basically you rent the Kona ice cart for, for your party and they come do the frozen Italian ice thing. But they'll go to a public park or they'll go to birthday parties, but they also advertise where the truck is at. So there's going to be a bunch of people coming to your birthday no. party to get Kona Ice. Yeah. Wait a minute. So You're on Facebook and it'll be like, show up to Forest Park this weekend to get the Kona Ice truck. And it's actually some six-year-old's birthday party that hired the Kona Ice truck. No. Yes. That's fucking ruthless, dude. I guess, do they park on the street? Yeah, they park in the parking lot. It probably makes people so mad when we stranger. Well, I mean, how many people are going out of their way for the Kona? <laughs> oh, ice, I mean, I drive. You know? usually, I'll, I'll usually, I won't drive more than fifty-five minutes for a Kona ice. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know why you were doing it. You know, I just, I, uh, uh, no, I, my kid loves them. I mean, they're great to see. They're I, snow I, cones. No, because snow cones are gritty and bad, and there is a smooth Italian style ice that is creamy and shit. The better stuff. I yeah, think. I mean, I, I suppose I'm looking up like uh, uh, soft serve machines, blow. and it feels it. like for like fourteen hundred dollars, you could have like the ones they have at the restro. A soft serve at your house? Yeah, like you could have like a real deal. What do you want that for? I mean, I That's, like. Why soft do you serve. let that devil into your house? That's true. That's true. Because also, like, I would just like always have diarrhea, like a hundred percent of the time, if I had that in my house. I mean, yeah, I would just instead of milk on my on my cereal, <laughs> I would use soft serve. I would just put a dollop of soft serve in a bowl of Cheerios, <laughs> let it melt. Yeah, you need to have to travel a little bit for some soft serve. Yeah. I think yeah, that's it the can't be that close. Best best thing for you as a person. <laughs> Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Oh wait, is it me? Yeah, it's you. You would know. Oh, hold on a second. Yeah. Hello, how's it going? Great. How are you? I'm good. Um, this is Heather. Um, I DM you guys about my my job sometimes. I work at a, a grocery store. Um, where shopping is a pleasure. I mostly just called a bitch about my job. <laughs> where shopping is a where shopping is a pleasure. <laughs> Brett's looking up where shopping. Right, I think I think I, I think I know where it's it. at. I, I think I know. It. Yeah, absolutely. Florida. Can we um, say it? I'm trying to make like, yeah. I mean, I'm 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 quitting in like two weeks anyway. So at this point, I'm just kind of trying to get fired. I'm Publix. Working at a Publix. Yeah, yeah, you you hit me yeah. to the uh, Publix Reddit, which is interesting. Someone else has shown me some Trader Joe's Facebooks, uh, but it's it's very yeah. uh, it's interesting the way the the uh, young employees of these supermarkets have kind of got together to make their own dank meme stashes and about how much it sucks to work there. It's so I have so many grocery store memes on my phone, and the Reddit is so much different from like the Facebook group because the Facebook group is like full of all the boomers that have been working there since like the seventies, and they're like, "Oh, we we bleed green," like and like post crazy pictures of the founder of Publix like he's Walt Disney or something. But then the Reddit is like, you know what, guys? I think the coronavirus isn't a hoax, and I think that we like we have rights, and so like that's good to see. <laughs> yeah, um, that's awesome. And that's also yeah the. The subreddit is um, is subtitle where posting is a pleasure, which like sends me every time I look at it. Um, <laughs> posting, but, it is a pleasure yeah, so, though. Someone said the boomers that work there are ass lickers, so that's verified source. Well, my my uh, mother in law worked there. She ass licker when she was living down in the villages. Oh yeah, she's ass licker. Oh my god, as much as you can possibly be one, you know. I mean, it's I mean, it's like it's clean in there, you know. It's, 
it's a nice grocery store, I guess. But um, yeah, it's really wild. Um, the amount of like narcs and uh, liquors <laughs> that work there. Yeah, it's crazy stuff. It was um, like that at Kroger. I worked at Kroger, yeah. and it was the same way. It's like it's the only job I ever had where like other employees would narc on you for shit. Would, yeah, would be like I think he's coming into work high, and it's like whoa, motherfucker, hey. <laughs> and it does. It is a place like even before essential workers were around, there was people that had it in their mind that this, it was like a duty, like it was serving in the military to work at the grocery store. Yeah, there's definitely um, there's definitely people that treat it like that. Um, my we just got a new store manager, and um, he's ex army, oh. and um, I hate it with my life. He has one of those masks that look like um, like Bane's mask from Batman. Or oh no. Um, that's a bad guy dude, like, with, with the ventilators on it that i assume just make them not work yeah, yeah. the bad guy there's um, no way they work the cave or whatever is it full face coverage or it's just like the painter's mask it's like his nose and his mouth but then the strap is just as wide as the mask is so it like goes around his whole head it's like tactical and i just can't <laughs> it just cracks me up i'm like dude this is a grocery store but anyway this guy's been calling to bitch about because um in, like, the county where the store is, it's mandatory to wear a mask in public places. Like, if you try to go into, um, like, a Kroger, they'll have, like, two security guards that will stop you before going in there and be like, put a mask on. They we got that we, here, too. Yeah, we saw people get wrestled to the ground. <laughs> they got that here, too. They they That's, did that. I wish that I could do that to people. I wish that I could come out behind the counter and wrestle them to the ground for not wearing a mask. But I don't want to get close to them. But anyway, so we have, like, these signs on the doors that say, like, uh, it's mandatory to wear a mask. And they're doing these little, like, announcements every 45 minutes or whatever that's like, please continue social distancing. But they're not enforcing the mask policy at all. Like, people walk in without masks all the time. Every oh. day. Yeah, I have a... I, I, driving- I'm sorry, go ahead. Mm-hmm. I was... I went to... No. I went somewhere, yeah. Well, like, so I had to go... I had to go to Target yesterday, and they did have people standing outside and said, put your mask on. But they also... In all fairness, when you walked up with your mask on like I did, they were like, thank you for wearing a mask, sir. Oh, wow. And I just went yeah. in. But, uh, um, thank you for doing the bare minimum. No offense. But, yeah, uh, well, it is. Uh, um, but uh, um, I, went, I, I went by, I walk all day, and I walked by a CVS, and they had a sign on the outside that said, due to the citywide mask mandate, all customers must wear a mask. And then in parentheses, it said, if you are medically unable to no, if you come in here without a mask, we will just assume that you were medically unable to come in. Oh, that's easy. Yeah. <laughs> little You've got your card. Yeah. 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 And you can bring your card. card or whatever. Yeah. Have you had any cards so, come out? I have not had any cards come out because people down here just don't even give a shit. They're just like, it's my civil right. So the other day, um, I'm, like, buying my lunch or whatever, and there's three fucking people without masks, like, standing between, like, the end of a register and, like, the bathroom and, like, blocking mad egress, just chatting up for 15 minutes without a mask being loud as hell. And I went to my customer uh, service manager. I was like, are you going to do anything about these people? And she's like, are they harassing? I was like, no, they're just not wearing a mask and they're being around a block of the fucking aisles or whatever. And this happens every day. So I'm like, even if, like... I'm, I mean, the masks are effective, sure, yeah, like, no matter what you believe, like, my thing is, like, can you at least pretend that you, like, care about me when you, like, walk in my place of business and, like, do, like, harass me over a take or whatever the fuck? 
So I went off on Instagram. I was like, it would be a shame if you called my store and asked the store manager why it's not enforcing the mandatory mask policy. Right. And so, like, five minutes later, I hear him get a page, and I was like, oh, my gosh. So my buddy called in and asked the store manager why he's not um, enforcing the mask policy, and he says, look, we're not the mask police. Ah! <laughs> right to not work. Oh, Which no. Because this guy... You'd think he would embrace being the mask police or whatever, because he's, I don't know, he's like a militant dude. And he said it's, um, it's everyone's civil right to not wear a mask if they so choose to come in the store. And <sighs> I was like, well, what the fuck? Because it's, it's like a, I don't know if it's a law or whatever, but it's like been mandated that like, my friend's mom went and got uh, her hair cut and they like took her temperature and everything. So, um. Yeah, it's wild. Yeah, now I'm boycotting Publix. I'm not, I'm not buying my lunches there anymore. I'm not going to buy my Red Bull there in the morning, which is going to be pretty hard. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's tough. And, uh, yeah. I mean, how were they? I, the South, I, I encourage you to do the same. What's that? How were they at the beginning of COVID? Like, were they decent to you uh, or did they just say, so like, fuck it? LOL. Well, I, I took a leave of absence for like six weeks because I was like, you guys don't give a shit about me. Like when the fir- like when it first started, like the end of March or whatever, I came in with like a homemade mask one day and I'm like the only person in the store wearing it. And everyone's like, you're a jackass. Like that doesn't work. And then I was like, okay, whatever. I'm a bunch of money saved up. I'm not going to get like sick. It was like when the first spike was happening or whatever. And then I came back and everyone was wearing masks and they were like, well, you're, you're still right or whatever. I mean, not the customers, but like. My coworkers, they were nice about it. Um, they like were, they gave out like a bunch of gift cards to the associates, and then they like gave us all a raise, which was like based on merit, which I thought was really fucked up. Like yeah. your manager got to decide, like if you got the, I sent you that sheet as well, I believe. Yeah. In the DMs, because I was like, damn, that's crazy. Sign on my porch. Everyone has the loudest car in the world out here. <laughs> um, but yeah, they gave me like a like a thirty cent raise or whatever. Which is cool because it's permanent. I didn't have to pay it back. Like they tried to make the people at Kroger do or whatever. But um, yeah, aside from that, like nothing. Um, they like sent out an email teaching everyone how to like sanitize a single use mask, and I was like, that doesn't seem healthy. Yeah, like, Jesus Christ, not a good idea. How to I sanitize? Like by the time clock, like how to um, how to steam uh, the bacteria off a mask by like putting it over a pot or whatever. And I was like, what the fuck. This looks like a like if someone went to like a like a grocery store under communism or whatever like and someone posts that like yeah how to make how no, to stretch your this is a grocery store under capitalism yeah yeah how to stretch your disposable mask f- further it's crazy they're jacking up the prices of them too yeah but, you got I um, you got me looking crazy. at tactical masks now how's the market. They're too expensive for me. I actually now I want to be like her horrible boss and have a cool looking Bane mask, a respirator one. Yeah, they're just expensive. They're they're like uh, uh, three hundred dollars. What? Yeah, this one's twenty four ninety five. Yeah, the ones I've seen that like uh, uh, look cool. I mean, they have them obviously for 10 bucks or whatever, or $25, but they mm-hmm. they look very cheap and shitty. The uh, I assume, cause I saw the one I think that you were, your boss might have, and I think it was like either 295 or $300. Like that, that's, that's what crazy. I'm seeing. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm seeing. I'm is- to get too close to him, but. Um- that's <laughs> the quality of his mask. Because this dude's walking around a three hundred dollar mask, but he's also not the mask police. Then it's like, 
pick one, dude. I don't yeah, know. pick a side. <laughs> yeah, um, come on, be the mask police, sir. <laughs> I mean, and by the way, if, um, if you buy a tactical mask and you don't spend the three hundred dollars on it, like, what are you even doing? You know, if you're gonna buy the tactical mask, spend the money. You know, right? It's like have it work. Yeah, it's not a halfway thing here. You know, I am looking at respirator well, masks also, though. Um, Sorry. I'm just, I'm trying to find a respirator mask now. I think I need one. Make me look very I cool. I the store with one of the, um, like the big ones that like painters use or whatever. But, um, actually like after the beginning of June, they were like, okay, you can't wear masks with any type of pattern or anything on them. They have to be a solid color or a medical mask because a bunch of people came into, um, I think a store like in georgia or something with a mask that said black lives matter on them oh yeah and they were like oh god no we gave our associates too much freedom and now they're you know <laughs> quote getting political or yeah. whatever so i was like god this place fucked up yeah <laughs> but um you couldn't wear my corn mask a, a, <laughs> yeah right um i don't think they allow the the metal font in the store in, in any capacity no no i yeah but um, Fourth of July just ha- so this is like a, a funnier um, a funnier anecdote that I have. Um, I, I meant to call in about this like literally last September, um, but I was just like I think I like I was trying to call in like the week after September 11th, but the guy in front of me was like a doctor or something, and I was too stoned, and I was like I can't fucking see this guy, and I hung up. But basically, um, so I, I work in the bakery there, and I'm a cake decorator, um, which is fun. And so on September 11th last year, my boss was like, "Can you make some like 9/11 cakes? <laughs> like, put in the case to sell." And I was like, "Really? Like, is that a is that like a sick joke?" And she's like, "No. Why would it Why would it be disrespectful to like honor these people?" I was like, "You want me to make a cute little cake that says like never forget on it or whatever?" Yeah. She's like, "Well, yeah. I mean, don't like make a cake that looks like a building on fire. Just make it tasteful or whatever." So. Yeah, I just wrote, like, never forget on a bunch of cakes. I have, like, the little, like, the, the red and the, the blue drip down the side to represent, like, the blood, sweat, and tears of our first response. <laughs> oh, yeah. How funny. That sounds inspiring. I want to eat that. I mean, but why yeah. would, why would, I mean, what would the reason be? I, and and I, you you have a great point here when you ask your boss, do you really want me to do that? Because it goes. You know yeah, what, I mean? what would the reason be to buy a cake on nine eleven? <laughs> <laughs> like, like to get up on nine eleven and be like, I'm gonna run to the Publix and I'm gonna get a nine eleven cake for nine eleven today. Well, I think my manager's logic was that, um, like people will buy it for like the firemen in their life or whatever. <laughs> okay. But I feel like that's I mean, the. That's... I was like, this is the difference between like. Um, People that experienced nine eleven in New York and and people that experienced nine eleven in Virginia say, um, whereas I feel like New Yorkers wouldn't take too kindly to like a little cake with red, white, and blue sprinkles on it, being like, never forget. I was like, this is the stupidest fucking thing. She was like, well, you have to do it because I'm your manager, and I was like, all right, all right. well, I'll hey, make there's it. a holiday. Um, we got to celebrate. We got to make a cake. It's for not it. a That's holiday. The That's the point. <laughs> Um, well, I, I mean, it is going to be a holiday at some point. It'll be a holiday at some point, I think. Right. But not necessarily when you celebrate over cake. 
to me. I mean, personally, but you know, yeah, I agree. their own, I guess. Um, anyway, that's, that's, that's pretty much all I have. Um, well, it was great. It was great. Thanks for calling. Anything from Publix. I yeah, won't. You're welcome. Publix. Uh, thank, well, thank you guys a lot. I listen to your podcast a lot of work, and um, it really like uh, helps me cut through the bullshit a lot. So keep doing the thing. I don't really have anything to plug right now, except don't buy anything from a Publix. Okay. Yeah, we'll spread the word that it's not a pleasure to shop there. No. It is absolutely not a pleasure to shop there. Also, uh, my roommate uh, makes music and music videos under the name of uh, Duct Tape Jesus. He's an up-and-coming rapper and a video producer, so yeah, that's him in the background. So uh, I really like this. If, if anyone's interested in cool, like all these rap type of stuff, really unique videos, to follow that guy. Duct Tape underscore Jesus. Perfect. All right. Yeah. Thanks for calling, Heather. Have a good Duct evening. Jesus. All right. It's time for vacation, baby. Time for We're vacation. On vacation. We are on vacation. Thanks for listening to Street Fight Radio. We're the number one anarcho comedy radio show, as you already know. We'll be back next Sunday to take your calls. We're taking a break this Wednesday. Uh, maybe Jake will put a best of together if he wants to work. He doesn't like to work, though. So we'll see what happens. You can find all of our bonus material at patreon.com slash Radio. Support the show. And if you're looking for any gumball shirts, just like Matt had when he got arrested, they're available at store.streetfightradio.com. Uh, we will see you later. Follow us on all the social media. We're Street Fight WCRS. Peace.